All right. Hi, everybody. This is A7X fan Ben here with God Mason, and this is Hello. episode number 14 of the Pirate CSG podcast. And right now we have the next set review, which is Davy Jones' Curse. This was the sixth set release that came out in 2006, and uh, it's quite an interesting set, as you'll as you'll see here, and as you probably already know. And uh, without further ado, I'll ask you, God Mason, uh, what you think of the set overall. I was really excited when it came out, if I'll be honest with you, because I was on, you know, as I've mentioned, I was sort of on my uh, Age of Sail and Piracy Obsession binge when it came out, and I was especially getting into uh, sort of supernatural kind of stuff at the time. So the sea monsters were a welcome addition to me, but it took me years to realize that most of the set is actually pretty bad. Yeah, I have uh, kind of the opposite Thing, all sort of similar, but also opposite. So, um, I was also really into the Age of Sail stuff, um, but I was not into the fantastical side. I was already getting into more of the Royal Navy stuff and kind of the more realistic, like pirate side of things. Um, and I had gotten into the game with Spanish Main, so this set was kind of a shock. Um, I didn't really like it that much, at least the concepts when it came out. I didn't actually have any sea monsters in my original collection. Um, but actually my view of the side has actually improved over time. Um, I understand the fantasy did bring some people into the game and it wasn't, it wasn't all negative. It wasn't a, like a really bad thing for the game necessarily. Um, you can de definitely say that it kind of was kind of like the beginning of the end because not only was, um, the fantasy, they doubled down on that big time. Um, but also the reverse power creep started with this set pretty mm -hmm. much as we'll see with the game pieces. Um, yeah, yeah, this my, was, my this was like a... Yeah, you go. All right. Um, this was sort of like a mid-game history doldrums because this yeah. and the next, like, two or three sets were all actually not very well uh, liked in the long run by uh, the fan base that still exists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it got kind of random and weird. They kind of veered off from uh, what they had been doing for the first five sets. I still mm -hmm. consider this set um, part of the first six. I think the next set and the sets after really the second half and the first half are distinctly different. I still would consider this one of the de more decent sets, um, not as good as um, the first three or South China Seas, um, but it's kind of interesting. And like I said, my view has actually improved a bit over time. I've kind of gotten to like some of the fantastical stuff a little bit. I'm still not a huge fan of it. And uh, bringing it into the game still seems like um, somewhat of a mistake by was kids to me at least, but, mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's fine. I'm actually, I kind of like the set nowadays, so, and it has some cool stuff in it that I like to use. So, um, yeah. yeah, I guess without further ado, we could get into the pieces. So, uh, the first one is the flying Dutchman, uh, Kurt. So we're doing the curse first, just going in uh, numerical order as usual. So this one, 17 points for cargo S move. All five cannons are 2L, and then it's got broadside attack built in. Um, this is a ship that's a really, it's a pretty solid cursed gunship, because the cursed aren't a super strong faction. Um, and this is their first ship outside of the super rare pack from South China Seas. So this is the first time we've really gotten into the cursed heavily on uh, on the podcast, at least for WizKids pieces. Um, it's a good gunship. Um, the speed is the biggest problem. Broadside attack is okay, but I don't really like rolling one die to represent all five cannons and also um it shortens the range to s so the key the keyword is okay it's kind of awe-inspiring but not actually that great 
Um, so it's a good gunship for the Cursed and one of their few five masters. So it's, it's uh, kind of important because it's a good capital ship for them, especially in bigger games. But overall, it still doesn't really shine as much as it should have. I think the speed could have been higher and just keep the cost the same. It's it's a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I mean, while the cargo hold is you know good and the armament is excellent, um, I think you've pointed out many times the flaws with the broadsides attack keyword. Yeah. And in addition, aside from the terrible move, I don't think Davy Jones is the most fitting linked crew. We'll talk about his ability later for anyone who's not familiar with this version of Davy Jones. He's very powerful, but I would not put him on this ship ever, I think. Yeah, yeah, I like using him uh, on the Ten Masters. And I would actually put um, the OE version of Davy Jones on this ship, not the copier, but yeah. Do those links apply across sets like that? Yeah, as long as they're the same character, it basically applies. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I never actually cool. knew that, to be honest. Yeah, it's really useful with Montana Maze on the Concordia, to be honest. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. As well as maybe USS Layman, but yeah, whatever. Exactly. All right. Um, Gog Clocktoth, or Clockthoth, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, is the first sea monster on the list. Uh, this is actually one of the ones I rate more highly. It's 19 points, It's so it's even more expensive than the Flying Dutchman. It has five cargo, SS move, a pair of 2L guns, uh, or I guess tentacles, on uh, the left and right sides. And in the middle are a triple uh, set of 3S. And its abilities, this sea monster gets plus one to its boarding rolls. If it succeeds at a boarding party, it also eliminates a pa- uh, mast. I really like that ability on uh, on sea monsters, which seem to have a more boarding focused uh, or slightly more boarding uh, boarding focused purpose. Um, it's capable of running treasure with its uh, with the fact that it can submerge and it has a great hold size. Uh, obviously, it's held back by the fact that it's a sea monster, which is not actually all that good a unit type. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this one. The cost is pretty steep for what you're getting. Um, I wish the cannons were all ranked 2, for example. Um, the ability is decent because um, it does tie into the boarding focus. Um, but I don't see myself catching many gold runners at SS to get gold at all. Um, mm-hmm. so the cargo is kind of wasted for the most part. Um, this isn't one I really prefer using and one I haven't really used much at all. Um, the next two I have used a little bit more, and I do like those more. Um, so I'll continue to Calypsos. This one, um, another five-segment squid, 15 points, five cargo, L move. All the cannons are 2S. And then if the ship, if this sea monster succeeds at a boarding party, you may choose two crew, two treasure, or one crew and one treasure, instead of only mm. one crew or treasure. So a little wordy ability, but it's basically another boarding bonus, um, which works well. I like how this one's relatively cheap, I guess, for the firepower you get. The speed is kind of tough to deal with you almost need like a navigator or some kind of plus l booster which i like using quite a lot when i'm playing as the cursed actually um but this or one I like, yeah exactly yep um extra actions um this one i like the the cannons the tentacles um it's kind of a brutal sea monster even though it's uh, pretty slow so still not a really great threat honestly yeah, it's reasonably priced, but it still suffers from the problem that it's kind of a disposable unit because sea monsters can't repair under normal circumstances, and it's hard to justify using a slow, well-armed anything as uh, 
is something that you just kind of throw out there and almost waste. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's among the better, but it's still not something you'd use over really many ships at this point cost. Yeah, agreed. Yep. All right. After Calypsos is Kalim or Kalim. I'm not really sure again. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of them on here where we'll be like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, a squid. Uh, this one, like the others, has five cargo, but this one has three S move. Um, it has two, two S, and then three, four S tentacles. If this sea monster succeeds at a boarding party, it also eliminates a mast. So it's faster, and so it's probably going to be the most useful among the last few we've looked at, yeah. but it's also not especially well-armed. Yeah. Yeah, this one I like um, just because the speed, you don't really need to increase it, um, which is really difficult because they can't carry helmsmen. Um, and this one, until, I don't know, this one has been described as one of the better sea creatures in the game, and I don't really dispute that too much. It's not great. You're still not, I mean, sea creatures aren't very good in general, so you're still not getting a great mm -hmm. return for your points. Not a great value, but um, outside of, like, the dragons and titans and then, like, behemoth and mistwalker, this one is probably one of the better sea creatures outside of, like, the core best ones. Um, the speed is by far the biggest asset, and um, other than that, it's not really that great, but the speed, the speed just sets it above pretty much all the other sea creatures in these first eight that we're seeing here. All the rares from DJC are all slower, so. Mm -hmm. um, the next one, Slar Gubbit. Um, another funny name, this one. Mm -hmm. This is the last uh, five-segment squid of the rares here for the curse. 16 points, five cargo, SS move. The cannons are, four of them are 3S, and then one of them is 4S. It's also got fear built in, along with the sea monster keyword. This one just doesn't strike me as anything special. It's, I don't know, just doesn't stand out at all. It doesn't really have anything going for it, specifically, other than maybe submerged fear, but that's not really a good tactic in most games so yeah and you can probably get that on uh on say the locker the cursed submarine and you can uh utilize ramming while you do that whereas i don't think you can do that with this no. um gubbit funny enough i think this was possibly in my very first uh djc pack pull nice um well, not really, because it's not a great unit. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when I pulled it, I think I was with my dad, and I'm like, oh, my dad, oh, my gosh, dad, I got a sea creature. And then he looks at me and goes, slark, gobbit, like, you know, like, cursing, because it, it sounds like something would be a dirty word. But, um, yeah, it sounds bad. I mean, it almost is a dirty word in, uh, I guess, in this game, because it's, as I said, not all that great. Fear yeah. is overpriced. It's not very fast. It's not very powerful. Yeah, it's just of limited utility and kind of uh, um, kind of any game. Yeah, the name the name sounds like lazy or something, like lazy trash or something. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Stupid. In which language? Dutch or something? Or I don't know. No, I just it like slard gubbit. It just sounds like trashy and lazy and silly. Yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> like sludge That's, or something. Yeah. Alright, um, now we're done with the squid. We're getting into the sea serpents now, the first of which is Leviathan. Um, so at 15 points, 4 cargo, L move, all two rank segments, uh, S except for one L at the very end. 
Uh, it says you may give this sea monster a shoot action to make one L range rank three breath attack against the target ship. It may make it may make no other attacks. If it hits, do not eliminate a mast. Instead, the target and its crew cannot use their abilities on the target's next turn. So it's basically a stink pot snake, which yeah. is kind of which is kind of funny. I guess it's reasonably well armed, but I'm not sure that the lack of a captain on it means that you'll be able to use it all that often. Uh, the thing with sea monsters is because they can't uh, have captains on board without the use of a unique treasure that we'll probably talk about later. Yep. They're kind of re- uh, resigned to being the uh, to being sort of supporting warships always. Yeah. Yeah, this one doesn't strike me as anything special. Um, the... I mean, kind of like with Calypso's, the, the ranks are good, rank two, but um, nothing else is really that great. Um, I was just talking about this one in one of the forum threads and how I don't like, I usually like Stinkpot stuff in general, but here you've got a 15-point monster that's using it at rank three, which is a worse rank than the existing, um, you know, cannons or tentacles, whatever, mm-hmm. and you can't shoot any of the other, can't shoot normally at the same time. I think it'd be a better ability if it could make other attacks. I don't really see why they thought that was, like, you know, overpowered or something. Like, it's just, it totally cripples it. I mean, the ability is basically pretty bad. Um, So it's almost like it has no extra ability in a way, in which case it's just overpriced as usual. So pretty bad. The next one, Tiamat. This one is arguably worse. (laughs) 16 points, 4 cargo, SS move, so a little faster. Cannons are 3S, 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 and then a 2L at the back. The tail is a 2L. Um, and then this one has the same ability, except it does a fire mast hit instead of a stink hit, basically. So, um, but once again, I same thing applies with that ability. I just wouldn't use it when I can shoot three or four, um, you know, cannons that are in range versus one. Uh, maybe it's a little bit more unique because it can, it's like a fire-breathing serpent, but... Um, and the speed is a little better, but you're paying more for it, and the cannons are worse, so it's still not a good deal, and also just kind of, I think it's just forgettable. It, it doesn't stand out at all. Yeah, this is, not I mean, I would almost contend that this one is better than the last. Um, yes, it does have less accurate guns for the most part, and it's more expensive, but it does move faster, and its ability, I would say, is probably better, mm-hmm. even if just marginally. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, plus, I mean, I think you have said that Firepot Specialists can prove themselves pretty powerful in some games. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good overall. I don't think they're quite as crazy good as a lot of people think, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're, they're, they're decent, though. They're good. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is Jormungandr, which is even more expensive than any of the others we've looked at so far. It's 17 points. The move is back down to L. All of these have four cargo so far, this one included. It's It goes 2S, 3S, 3S, 4L. And it says if this sea monster succeeds at a boarding party, it, almost, it also eliminates a mast. I don't see why you'd use this over some of the, uh, the squid we've looked at that basically have that same ability yeah. or a better one at about this cost, and they're sometimes faster. Yep, I agree completely. I would say you could make a pretty good case that this might be the worst of the sea creatures in this set. Um, yeah. 
it's close, but I think it might be the worst. Um, I don't, I think I've just used it only in campaign games, and that's really only because um, I, you know, there's no reason not to, because you have so many points to spend, so it just kind of gets thrown out there as like a, as part of like a sea creature squadron, as like a numbers unit, rather than something to build around. Um, there's nothing cool about it, really. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, I'll go to the next one, though. I do like this one. Um, Tesoro, how are you to pronounce it? Uh, this is the last of the creatures of the rares here. Um, so finally getting to ship soon, which is good. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. negative so far, but I guess it's not too spread. Um, <laughs> so this one's 16 points, 4 cargo, L move, cannons 2L, and then the rest are 3S, the other 3. Um, the key is the ability, which I find pretty useful. Give this steam monster move action, but do not move it. Instead, roll a d6, and a result of 5 or 6, move an enemy ship L in any direction. So Xerix and I use these a bunch in campaign games as um, L movers, we usually call them. Um, the crew are better because you can put a re-roller, or you can put them on a re-rolling ship like the Fiddler's Green or something um, to increase the odds, but this isn't a very good piece for games under, um, even under like 80 points. It's not a great choice. Um, but in bigger games, it's kind of a favorite because you can just keep it submerged and keep that ability safe and then toss enemy ships under reefs or into fog banks or um, just move them backwards to delay their advance and things like that. So it's a pretty good ability in big games, which of course are my uh, my forte or my uh, my favorite in general. So, but other than that, it doesn't really stand out much. Yeah, it's... I mean, I can think of a lot of ways to get this ability for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um for that reason, I just kind of have trouble justifying it at all. Yeah. Um, here, I've I just stumbled across technical difficulty. My okay. computer screen has just gone dark, so okay. <laughs> we'll probably have to. I'm probably gonna have to troubleshoot this. I hope I don't have to reboot or anything, but there's a chance we might have to like yeah, do an audio cut or something. Yeah, that's alright. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like the uh, brightness adjustments doing anything. This is really strange. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna like try closing the uh, the screen and reopening it and all that. Yep. Uh, worst case, I'll try a reboot, but I hope this isn't anything ultra serious or anything. Yep. All right, we're back. All right. After a little bit of technical difficulty, I'm ready to talk about Executioner. Executioner is a four-masted ship that costs 17 points. At four cargo space and SL move, it's a pretty good start. It has all three rank guns. Uh, two of them are L range, two of them are S range. It has the fear keyword, and if it has a captain crew, it gets plus one to cannon rolls. Has a link to L Phantasma. I think this is not actually all that great. Um, okay. Even before you look at ships from later sets, because, I mean, it may as well have all two rank guns, but even if it had base ranks of two, that's still not very good for a ship of this cost. Okay. Yeah, fair point, I guess. Um, yeah, the fear drives up the cost unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, I, it's definitely one of the better gunships that Cursed have, though, um, especially if you can afford it. Um, I like... Uh, the link to Phantasma is good, too, because you can link... Um, other, other, any version can link, like the Sat Captain version or maybe the Rise of the Fiends version. I like this ship a lot because it's a rare Cursed gunship that's large, well-armed, and fast. They don't have many gunships that are quick, so this one's pretty important for them. Um, the captain bonus 
Um, it's pretty useful. It's pretty great. Um, it makes it more of a gunship than a hybrid, but the speed alone is really good. You could put it just a captain on there. Um, I would usually do captain helmsman oarsman at a minimum, and it's a pretty good mm. ship um, for named crew too, especially with that link, because he's arguably their best in terms of quantity and quality combined, maybe their best named crew. Um, and he, there's a bunch of good versions of him. Um, mm. So yeah, it's quite a good gunship for them. Still wasting points on fear, but that's pretty much the case anything with fear, as we'll see. So. Um, mm -hmm. The next one, Hellfire. This one's also a four-masted square rig ship. Uh, 12 points, only two cargo. I'll move. The cannons are 3L, 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 4L. Then it has the World Hater ability. This ship gets plus one routine rolls against any non-cursed ship. So this one's super basic, nothing special, just a uh, gunship. Just Captain Helmsman, maybe an oarsman. And then you've got um, guns firing mostly at 2L for about 17 points. Um, not going to get any gold with this thing, but it's just a just a plain old warship. I think it's not terrible as plain warships go, considering it basically has three 2L guns and then a 3L at 12 points. Although, you know, when you look at its competition from previous sets, uh, of course, like there's ships like HMS Oxford out there for the same cost, which is faster, has more accurate guns, and more cargo space it starts not to look as good, but I think it's pretty decent as far as cursed options go. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, maybe named uh, captain of some kind, plus a helmsman, and as you said, an oarsman. But as a whole, in the context of other nations, not all that special. Yeah, yeah. I like to compare most of them against the curse, because they're, they're so far removed from like the big four factions that they really can't compete for the most part, in small games yeah. and even in big games, too. So that's yeah. why I usually like to compare um, some of their ships against their own stuff because um, uh, they totally pale in comparison to the others usually. Yeah, and speaking as a whole about the Cursed, I'm going to go off on a tiny tangent. I yeah. think they should have never been introduced because okay. the Pirates already had the Supernatural Market cornered from the get-go with Spanish Main because there was mm -hmm. Ghost Crew and El Fantasma. Yeah. The Cursed should have never been added. It should have just been Pirates. Yeah, I think that's a very fair point. It's a good point. Um, it would be interesting to see how the game did if they didn't add the Cursed. Um, probably would have done better, but who knows. What mm -hmm. I do like about the curse thematically is they give um, the game kind of like a crazy like Hellraiser nation that's not you know focused on gold. I kind of like having one of the larger factions just be totally chaotic and gimmicky and pretty wacky overall and just like hellbend on killing. So it's pretty weird and out there, but... Um, I think they fill that niche a little bit better than the pirates could on their own. So I kind of like the addition. I don't like the supernatural stuff, but thematically the curse do bring some interesting flavor. Um, although, I mean, it's hard to like them if they were, um, one of the bigger reasons the game declined, uh, which it certainly seems like. Um, yeah. Oh, and then, oh yeah, you're next, sorry. Yeah, well, uh, just add on what you said, I would agree that I do like the idea of a faction that does a lot of weird gimmicky stuff, Yeah. but unfortunately, they just weren't all that well executed. Yeah, yeah, they're mostly kind of like a wacky faction that's not mm -hmm. going to win much, so kind yeah. of a fun one, but not very Trying cool. to be cool, but not so much succeeding, like me <laughs> in middle school. Um, anyway, the next ship is Witta which is a four-masted schooner at 12 points, only has three cargo space and a base move of S. The guns are 4S, 2S, 2S, 4S, but it 
like I think it was um, Executioner, mm-hmm. it has a captain, gets plus one to cannon rolls, which basically makes it 3S, 1S, 1S, 3S, which is really weird. Yeah, it is a weird arrangement, yeah. But because of its speed and the fact that it, the guns on the end aren't very good, this is a pretty poor way to spend 12 points. Yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for this one. Um, like I said, I compare most of the stuff um, in the Curse Against Their Own Faction. It's a, it's kind of like a slower, like dreadnought schooner, which is a weird mm-hmm. way to put it. But um, you know, the can, the cannons are, especially with the bonus, that's the best thing the ship has going for it. Um, it's good as, it's kind of good as like a numbers shift in a larger game. Um, in a forty-point game, it'll be outrun pretty much every time. Um, so it's not great, but it's, it's, it's a solid pure firepower option for them. Kind of like the Hellfire, but, um, I don't know, slightly, well, not really, about the same heart, um, about the same, um, firepower, similar, but slower. So not great. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. It's kind of a nice ship a little bit for the cruise. Um, the next one, the Dark Pact. This one is kind of cool for them. Uh, it's a four-masted schooner, 13 points, six cargo, S move once again. Uh, cannons are 4S, 4L, 4L, 4S, pretty bad. Um, and then this ship's crew cannot be eliminated unless she sinks, which is a nice ability, especially on a gunship, but it's a good ability in general. It's not, not really a waste of points. Um, I like the cargo. That's the best thing this ship has going for it. Um, it's a, kind of a funky little, I don't know, not little, but it's kind of a weird treasure runner for the cursed. It's not really, it's not fast, but it's got the cargo. So with a helmsman and maybe a horseman, um, you could get gold with it. That's what I've usually done. Derek's actually wrote a, a very good review about this, um, detailing how the ship's ability could be used to put, make a lot of crazy crew setups and pretty interesting ones too. Uh, you could go the hybrid route, but then you'd need some speed boosters or extra actions. So, um, kind of like the Wida, it fills a niche for the curse, like a slow purpose built gold runner, but, um, it's not a great ship, but this is another one I kind of like. Within, within its own faction. Yeah. In the context of the curse, it's one of their better gold runner options, especially in this set. But that terrible, terrible base move makes it... Uh, I mean, I would kind of skew more towards a, a sort of helmsman explorer thing instead of helmsman oarsman from, uh, personally. Yeah. Because this ship needs all the help it can get when it comes to running gold. Yeah. Um, its durability alone is probably going to be enough to to uh, to scare off some attackers, uh, especially smaller ones. But uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, <it's not> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling to say any more about it because yeah. I would make a dark pact with anything to have made that ship a little bit better. <laughs> Speaking of a little bit better, uh, especially when it comes to gold runners, uh, we've got Sea Monkey. Uh, now 13 points, 4 cargo, SL move, and then 3S, 3L, 3S. Um, her ability is, after this ship resolves a shoot action, she may move as a free action. I think this is an empty gold runner that can defend itself decently well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the uses, yeah. Pricey. Yeah. Um, I usually like using it as a hybrid, actually. Um, I like doing a captain and maybe nothing else, or just some kind of generic crew combo, like captain and helmsman, or maybe captain and explorer. Um, but like you said, it's good. The reverse captain with works well with a gold runner, like 
like the Cheshire from SCS. Um, I think this is one of their few good hybrids, though. And it's not too far off from the Grinder, which is definitely a better ship and their best ship overall. Um, but between the cannons, uh, the speed, and the reverse captain, it can fight a bit, too. So um, probably better for getting gold just because they lack gold options so severely. But um, one of the few ships that stands out as a cursed hybrid to me. So one of their better ships, <laughs> actually, overall. So uh, the next one a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, next one, Spilled Salt. This is another three-masted square rigger. Um, 14 points, three cargo, SS move. All three cannons are 3S, <laughs> so pretty mediocre average. Um, it has fear and plus one to boarding rolls. Those are two abilities I don't really like. They're both overpriced, especially fear. This one just doesn't stand out to me. Um, it's not really, it's not going to be great at anything. It's just kind of meh overall. It's a dead average ship. I mean, yeah. all those stats, that hold space, that move, and that armament, those are exactly average. And it has an overpriced ability, and and one that I kind of like, but I don't think is all that fitting on this ship. It's This is probably like, what, an eight-point ship with some abilities that are way too expensive on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Banshee's Whale is next. Now, this is... <laughs> so, we're getting even more expensive now. This is a 17.3 masted ship uh, with only two cargo space, SS move, 4S, 2S, 4S guns. And even though you're probably expecting this to be a ship that has, like, plus one to cannon rolls for ships uh, with an S of her, nope, it's a ghost ship <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Um, this ship ignores the first hit she takes each turn as long as she has all her masts for some reason. Um, and I own a link to Screaming Mimi. Uh, so it's, I, I guess, supposed to be a warship, but she's crazy expensive, not well-armed. Uh, you don't have much uh, space that you can use to uh, put an interesting crew on her. Uh, why? This is just the most... Hodgepodge set of abilities. Yeah, it's a very random ship, very strange and weird. Um, it reminds me of Le Loup Garou from the Barbary Corsair set, another yeah. weird 17.3 massive ghost ship. Um, this one, I don't know, it's it's not good at anything. Can't get gold, that's pretty much out of the question. So you have to put a Captain Helmsman aboard, but then you're paying 22 points for, you know, bad, bad armament. So, And I have used this one a few times in those huge games. And she has not done well. She doesn't really hit often at all. And uh, she's just kind of an afterthought. So there's, even in big games, um, you can afford her better, but it's, she still doesn't work well at all. So kind of a waste of a ship, really. It's kind of kind of funny, at least, as like a novelty, like bizarre piece, but it's definitely not mm -hmm. useful at all. So, oh well. Uh, the next one's a lot better, though. Fiddler's Green. I like this one. Three-masted schooner. 11 points for cargo. SS move. Cannons are 4L, 3L, 4L. And then Schooner, once per turn, you may re-roll any die roll. Well, uh, you must roll a second die roll result. So it's got the re-roll ability. This is one of the few sources of cursed re-roll. Maybe like the only one just about whether actual ships or crew. Um, or something close to that, I think. So I like to put one of their out-moving crew aboard this ship. Um, um, or something like that. Uh, but uh, well, I could get into more other combos with reroll, but anyway, um, overall, statistically, it's not too bad of a ship. It's not really 
standing out as a gunship or a gold runner. I would tend to use it as a gold runner a little bit more. Um, it's really just decent as um, the SS move in Fort Caro for 11 points is decent for the Cursed, and it's a valuable source of reroll for them. So that's pretty much the ship's biggest strength. Yeah, I mean, it's not all that terrible. It's, you know, it's a three-masted schooner at 11 points, which is not outrageous. It has good cargo space, an average move, but really, I mean, I guess a pretty flexible ability, but the real problem is the subpar armament. If this had all three L-rank guns, this would be one of the cursed best ships. But, oh, it just barely misses out on being, like, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, I can at least give it the uh, uh, the compliment that it's got pretty good art. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Hangman's Joke is the next one, and this is actually one of my favorites because I, I really like this gimmick. So, to start off, it's an 11-point ship, and it's only two masts. Um, it does at least get four cargo, which is pretty good. It has a pair of 2S guns, that's pretty good. L move isn't amazing, but the ability is what makes the ship interesting. It's a fog hopper, because it says if this ship ends her turn in a fog bank, on her next turn, she may use her move action to move out of any other fog bank in play. Um, I've built a couple fleets around this type of uh, around this type of ship and this ability. I like it. I haven't tested it yet. I really want to give it a try, but um, there's, there is some stuff that I'm not so certain about. Uh, for example, I'm not sure if it's allowed to just leave a fog bank in whichever direction it chooses or if it has to roll. Yeah, it still has to roll when it comes out. Either. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, then I guess uh, what I would do for this ship is kind of use her as a as a hybrid. I yeah. would maybe do a named captain and a helmsman, mm-hmm. or captain helmsman shipwright because she's on the small side and you can't really afford to lose her. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I like her as like a kind of a kind of a, a hybrid with a gimmick twist. Um, I like captain helmsman, maybe oarsman as well. Um, I like Fog Hoppers too. It's a cool gimmick for the curse, one of their defining gimmicks, really. Um, and I've got a bunch of them. I used them in CG1. They did decently. Um, it was a little bit underwhelming, but it was the type of thing where like they would go on like raids full of Fog Hoppers, and each raid they would lose like one or two ships. But they they accomplished some stuff, and they would kind of kind of just gradually eroded the squadron. Um, but it was fun. So pod hopping I like too. This is one of their better ships just in general. Um, got good cargo and armament for the size. And then the gimmick um, helps it run gold. Xerix is actually using this ship in CG3 um, to run gold. Because he's got a fog bank near his home island. And then there's mm-hmm. one near a wild island. So he can just pop out. And then, I don't know if he has a helmsman aboard. But uh, you, can, you can get gold if you've got the right fog arrangement. And in terms of that, you can use like smoke class specialists. And yes, exactly. Home yeah, home island raiders to make things pretty. One of the more complex gimmicks, but overall, it's a pretty good ship either way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it one, it probably does keep opponents on their toes just about all the time because anywhere they're anywhere, you know, anytime they're near fog, they're going, mm, I could yep. be vulnerable next turn. Exactly. I've actually had to think about that in CG3 because uh, Zerix launched a custom. Um, like Hazador, it's a three-masted submarine with fog hopping, 
So I'm gonna. Oh have to yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked that when we read the stats. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna have to watch out for that soon. Because uh, like Curse mm-hmm. launched it recently in G3. Um, next one, lowest justice. Uh, nine points, two masts, six cargo. S move. Cannons are four S. 4S, um, then crew of any nationality can use their abilities on this ship, which is nice, but for two masts and nine points, you're not going to be able to do a lot with it. Um, this one I consider kind of like the four man's version of the Dark Pact. It's cheaper, but has the same move and cargo for two less masts. Um, so it's another slow but capacious gold runner for the Cursed. Um, other than just using it as a gold runner with a helmsman and maybe another crew aboard, um, the ability is kind of nice because you could get maybe Calypso aboard or one of those, you know, really unique crew that other factions don't have much of um, or the Curse don't have access to normally. So it's a, it's an interesting ability, but it's tough to take advantage of it on this particular ship. Yeah, it's of limited use, even though I am adamant that this is kind of an underrated ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say between that and the high cargo space, this ship does have some pretty solid utility to it. Um, Because it's poorly armed, this is obviously a gold runner, even though it's on the slow side. Mm -hmm. I would say use uh, something like, uh, provided that he doesn't have a hostile or cursed or anything, Dominic Freda from Rise of the Fiends, Helmsman, and if you can find it, uh, some kind of cheap sat crew. Mm-hmm. That makes it, still pretty expensive, but a reasonably effective ship. Yeah, yeah, the SAT option is a good one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my soft spot for Lois Justice isn't just because, uh, just because it was one of the ships I used in one of my early not-so-legal fleets uh, when I was new to miniature trading. Yeah. I'm sure you remember when I posted those, and you're going, this guy's got some stuff to learn. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Straw Man is... uh, (laughs) Curse continue with having really expensive small ships. This is a 12.2 masted ship, um, two cargo, L-move, three L3S gun. Fear, once per turn, this ship may randomly take one treasure from any ship she touches. (laughs) That's an unfitting ability on a ship this slow, this poorly armed, and this... I guess, cramped. <laughs> uh, it's all over the place. It's what terrible. is the point? Yeah, that was bad. It's a bad ship. That's the point. Why? There's nothing else to conclude, I guess, for me at least. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There's it's This one I remember specifically because um, I think I destroyed it um, at some point when I had my original collection because this was one of three that went missing or was destroyed somehow. I don't know, something like that. But yeah, nothing of value was lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, the other two were pretty good friendships, including the Bell as well. Um, but this mm. one, I did not miss uh, nearly as much as the others. Um, but it's basically just terrible. Um, it's gonna, if, if you outfit it as a gunship, it's going to be 17 points wasted. <laughs> if you try to do a gold runner, you're not. It doesn't. It can't. So it's, it's too slow and terrible. has no space. Yeah, yeah, and it's wasting a ton of points on fear and randomly taking a treasure that doesn't work. It, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just the wrong ability for the ship and it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the, night, the next one is much better. Nightmare mm-hmm. is two-masted ship, um, only four points because it has a negative ability. 
Eliminate one of the ship's masts when she rolls a 1 on any cannon roll, so that explains the low cost. 3 cargo, L move. The cannons are 2S, 2L. This one, a um, couple uses. Um, it doesn't have 5 points cost, so you can't put a captain and a helmsman aboard. I like to either She's use it as like a, like a fill-out-the-points gunship with a captain um, for, for such as 7 points, or empty as either a gold runner or just literally just filling out the points. So if you have four points left for first fleet, um, this is a solid addition. It has good cannons and three cargo for just four points. So it's a good value. Yeah, I would just, I, I mean, at four points for a pair of rank two guns, even with a negative ability like that, it's actually pretty solid compared to most of what we've been looking at so far. Um, but I'm pretty sure other factions also have ships like this. Yeah. I think there were one or two in Spanish main. Yeah, um, I guess at some, yeah, at some point we could probably compare the, uh, the ships of this sort. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe at some point there'll be time for a top 10 ships with negative abilities or whatever. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah but it, it's a simple ship setups and it's among their better uh the next is fallen angel which is (laughs) okay this one is we could at least say it's almost good so fallen angel is uh is a 10 point ship at one mast just it has a 2l gun moves uh moves 3s has two cargo space and cannot be shot at by ships with an s of her um, I think WizKids forgot about the ramming mechanic when they were riding up this ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all that I have to say about it. Yeah. I like this one best as a flotilla tug. Um, I've used it pretty effectively mm-hmm. with that in the past. Um, usually like captain and then maybe like a fire pot specialist with like the death sanker flotilla from rise of the fiends being towed behind. Cause it's one of the few cur- fast cursed ships that could tow a flotilla. Well, and not get in in the way of that extended range, and also it has it may get rammed, but then you still have that de- defensive ability and a good cannon, so it's not totally defenseless. Um, outside of the flotilla angle, though, it's not a very good ship on its own. It's too pricey to run gold, and it's too weak to to fight on its own. So it's yeah. almost for me, it's exclusively a flotilla option for the curse, but a pretty solid one at that because they don't have many fast ships at all. One, um, actually, if you don't mind, uh, one setup I just thought of now that you mentioned it as a flotilla tug, uh, captain plus shipwright. What do you think about that? Because that makes it's sense. One masted yeah. ship, it's super vulnerable, mm-hmm. but it's got a lot of firepower, so you could rush in aggressive, probably survive one hit as you kind of blitz them with your with your guns, yep. and then you uh, and then you repair and go on to the next ship. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense too, because then. The Fallen Angel could repair while the flotilla is still shooting from behind. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then, um, oh, and then, really, this is kind of silly, but um, I think I've put Rise of the Fiends Phantasma on, which has Eternal and SAT. You could move really quick. Ooh, that's good. Um, Yeah, and then, since it's so small, Eternal might work more often, because you might get sunk multiple times, potentially. Um, And then you can still fit three other points at crew aboard if you need it. But anyway, uh, that's a really pricey option, but still. Um, and speaking of Phantasma, we're into the Cursed Crew next. Um, 
This version of Phantasma from DJC is 9 points. It has Fear. Um, after the ship resolves a shoot action, she move, may move as a free action, so reverse captain ability. And then World Hater. The ship gets plus 1 routine rolls against any non-cursed ship. Link to the Executioner, but I'd rather use a different version of Phantasma on the Executioner. And overall, um, Fear and Reverse Captain, just neither of those are all that useful. The World Hater is probably his best ability of the three, um, but uh, it's tough to justify spending all those points um, in most games, especially when um, pretty much all other versions of this guy are better. That's the tough part, because you got to pick one, and this one is just inferior. Yeah, I think this is the only instance of a world hater on a cursed crew, and that's really bothersome because you can get that ability for other factions at four points, or there's some really good options that are captain world haters for seven points from Mysterious yeah. Islands, a couple of yeah. which even have links. Yeah. This is an especially poor world hater crew, but because it's the cursed only option, uh, you may find yourself using it on occasion. Yeah. But yeah, Fear and Reverse Captain are not really strong. You'd need to put a normal Captain and maybe Helmsman along with it. Yep. Yeah, and the other thing is it seems like the Curse would get World Haters because they, they hate the world, you know? They they hate everybody and they want to kill everybody. Yeah. It seems like they would gotten more abilities like this, but oh well. Maybe they're pacifist cursed. <laughs> Guess so. Yeah. Uh, um, but next up is Papa Doc, which is not a very good crew at all um an interesting one though and i guess ties in some voodoo religion elements to, to the game lore which is at least kind of interesting but um so eight points this is a uh, possessing crew if an enemy ship is within s of this ship you can use this ship's action for the turn to try to possess a target crew on that ship roll a d6 on a result of six the target is immediately assigned to this ship its nationality changes to match the nationality of this ship. I've always liked the idea of this ability, but wasting your own action on a low chance die roll. Uh, okay, like in the very first game that I played when I was getting back into this, I was using Edward Lowe, which <laughs> is basically this same crew. I tried multiple turns in a row, and you just aren't able to do it. It's like you've got to get really lucky, and even then... Uh, how much more have you added? Because a lot of the time, you know, you'd have been better off spending these eight points on a crew that's more useful. Yep. Yeah, it's a terrible um, ability, pretty much. One thing in the recent Pirate Code said that um, if you don't get a six, you can use the ship's action for the turn yeah. normally. Um, so that was a good uh, edit. It makes it a little bit more playable. Um best thing to do is like submerged so you can't get hit um, yeah. in the meantime but which is good Edward Lowe links to the locker but Papa Doc yeah. is terrible put so. Papa Doc on Pyre maybe yeah yeah, uh, I feel yeah like Pyre is not great but yeah I think I've done that maybe it sounds familiar huh. um, luckily Papa Doc got a good showing in Return to Savage Shores but we'll do that in another set review yeah. for us so yeah either Pyre, uh, or, Pyre or Slipstream I just had to throw yeah. that in there Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the next one is Davy Jones himself. Um, 11 points, limit, keyword, and then the copier ability. At the beginning of each turn, each of your turns, choose any ability possessed by any ship or crew in play. This character has that ability. You may make a different choice each turn. Link to the Flying Dutchman, but not a great link. Um, 
This one is just one of two sources of the copy ability along with Behemoth. Um, having it on a crew is extremely powerful. Um, the best use is usually on a 10 master in large games when you can copy, um, you know, anything. You can copy a defensive ability like the Pestilence, like masks can only be eliminated on mm-hmm. Kingdoms of Six, um, even the Acorazado's ability. Um, uh, maybe it can't be shot at with an S. Yeah, I was just going to say the Bonaparte's ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you could copy some crazy stuff. I am in Command the Oceans, he copied Calypso um, to invade um, another ocean. Um, which was pretty crazy and fun. Um, you could do all sorts of things with it. You could copy Namazu's ability, um, the tidal wave attack. Um, there's just endless options. So it's one of the... You won't always get the value for 11 points. Sometimes you'll copy abilities that are worth less than that. I mean, not many abilities are worth 11 points, of course. But mm-hmm. I think he's fairly priced. Um, almost impossible to use in a standard 40-point game, but, I mean, that's not really where he shines anyway. Same with the other version. So he's best for huge games. So, you know, at least 150 points, preferably like thousands. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, to add on to what you said, I'm, I mean, I'm going to start with some trivia. I think this is one of maybe three or four crew that are not either zero point re-rollers or uh, point limit boosters that have the limit keyword. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think it's maybe, yeah, likewise, it's one of the few that doesn't have limit and ransom. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, and as you said, almost impossible to use in small games because you can get, like, multiple ships for the price of this crew. Yeah. Multiple decent ships. Mm-hmm. Um, so really hard to justify, but also viable uh, or useful for a lot of really cool strategies. And I don't think people have come close to figuring out everything that's possible. I agree. I mean, you might have, but the rest of us. Not quite. I mean, (laughs) I discover new things with this guy, too. And I actually haven't used him as much as I like to, partly because the Ocean's Edge version is so good, too. All powerful. Yeah. Amazing ability. So yeah. I, and I acquired that way before I acquired this version. So I haven't really used the copy ability enough. Command the Oceans was a very good opportunity for it. And now that I think of it, I did use Davy Jones to copy Foghopper. So the Guichuan was able to Foghop into enemy territory. Oh. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> it was fun. So yeah, there's just endless potential. It's a lot of fun. Pretty crazy and one of the best Chris crew overall. So. Yeah, I would like to add on that I have more to mention about this crew, but it'll have to wait until later when pretty I can talk so. about one specific unique treasure. Yeah, pretty much same here. We could do like we could do like a twenty-minute segment of a future episode on like copying stuff in general. Oh <laughs> yeah, actually, we'd probably have to prepare that in advance, like yep. make lists of the <laughs> best abilities to copy and yep. the best ships to drop them on. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'll skip on ahead to Sammy the Skull, which I think is actually a really good crew overall. I'm I'm pretty sure you disagree with me, but not for the um, cursed. Uh, yeah, I guess for the curse, but also kind of in general, I kind of feel that Sammy the Skull is pretty decent. Um, Sammy the Skull for six points, you get a captain with a boarding roll bonus. Also, a link to the white crew, which are not so good. But I think that's a really good combo for ships that you intend to board with. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's solid combo. Um, I think plus one and four is a little overrated, and also it's two points. 
Um, so it's a little overpriced crew for what you get. Um, a lot of times I'm fine with just going with the captain um, without a bonus. Um, I like the light to white crew. We'll talk about them soon. The massacre ability, I, it's one of the best links in terms of thematically and like mm-hmm. abilities fitting together. It's a really good link overall, even if it's really pricey. I like yeah. to see it on their switchblades, like the skin player and sickle. It's yes. For those ones. Yeah, it's great. Yes. I, I used, um, I actually used Sammy the Skull when I uh, used Chum Maker. Okay, that makes sense too. Yep. Yeah, it was because mm-hmm. Chum Maker also has an ability uh, for winning boarding parties. So that was that was really useful, except for the fact that Chum Maker has like no durability yeah. and costs seventeen points. So yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah I lost that ship. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, Sammy Skull is good. He's one of the best cursed named crew, partly because they don't really have that many, um, and they don't have many named captains. So he's he's good. Um, the next one, I don't know how to pronounce this. Always Devereaux. Okay, I thought it was close. Yeah, um, it, uh, it just doesn't have a great ability for a crew. Um, if the ship shoots at a ship that was previously shot at by another ship this turn, she gets plus one to her cannon rolls against that ship this turn. Pretty wordy ability again. Um, three points. I don't think it's worth three. I think maybe two points would be fine. Um, in bigger games, it is pretty decent because you get into these big huge battles where um it's pretty easy to have a ship shoot at another one before this one comes in um but this is just better off built into a ship and either way it's not that great of um of an ability in the first place yeah an awesome ability um I think you're right. Two points, maybe. Well, I think one is probably too cheap because then you could start to build fleets around utilizing it. But then again, I would argue that the curse could use anything. You know, they could use something really good. Yeah. So one point, it might be fair in the name of making the curse more relevant. But I'm not whiz kids, so Devereaux is not very good. Yeah. He um, does have one of the best, in my opinion, flavor stories in the game. Because um, he has three different versions, and they all connect to each other. It's pretty demonic and uh, interesting how he developed. <laughs> yeah, he first appeared in Revolution, and yep. then he appears in this set, and later on in Rise of the Fiends. He's yep. gonna get um, he's gonna get some attention on the canon wiki when I can dedicate time yep. to that again. Yeah, but I'm not sure I... when I'll get around to that. Yeah, I just know it well because I've had the first two versions of him for a while, and I used some of the flavor text in my um, in Command the Oceans. He was like the cursed admiral um, for the game, so I got to like kind of expand on the flavor text. And uh, I actually spoilers for anybody listening, but I kind of already talked about it. So um, I actually made like an eye. Um, I combined. They found two UTs, um, the cursed conch, and then the the eye of insanity he's from this set and they combine them to form like the eye which is kind of like symbolically like the eye of the dragon which it talks about in its flavor text so mm-hmm. then i combine that to make it like a an actual thing in the game which is fun. so anyway um onward i'll i'll talk about tabitha mcwarren which is not actually that interesting while i'm adamant that this ability is underrated at three points on a crew it's very rare to see this type of crew used. Um, maybe on capital ships like Guichuan, or yeah. maybe Flying Dutchman, yeah. but... Or Delusion, actually. 
Uh, yeah, delusion maybe or uh, specter. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've used her a little bit, but not a ton. Her other as much version, as Cavendish. Yeah, exactly. Her other version is an L mover, so I usually do what you just said. Um, use yeah. Tavi, the other version, and Cavendish. So, um, mm-hmm. next one, the unblinking ninety nine. <laughs> this one is awful. It has it's just fear for six points. Um, linked to Papa Doc, who is one of the worst curse crew in the game, and this one is arguably even worse. So you've got <laughs> two terrible crew that link to each other for fourteen points. Um, it's awful. This fear should be two points. Um, so six is just it's com- it's comically bad. It's just a joke. It, really. it is. <laughs> it is. Um, I this actually reminds me. I my playgroup has talked about doing a game where we deliberately build each other the worst fleet possible. Yeah. Yeah. I would use this plus Papa Doc on spilled salt and take yeah. up like seventy percent of the point cost, and you've got just like. Uh, you'd have a boatload of terrible abilities. Oh, uh, Unblinking 99 has fear, which would be redundant on top of Spilled Salt, I think. (laughs) So I would be able to waste six points there. Uh, uh, I guess it'd make it harder to cancel, but nobody's going to end up with a canceller in that game, I think. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right. We're getting now to White Crew, which is one you wanted to talk about earlier. White Crew for seven points and a link to Sammy the Skull. If this ship succeeds at a boarding party, she may eliminate all of the other ship's crew. I think this is way too expensive. It's an okay ability, but I think it's like a three-point ability, maybe okay. four. Yeah, I'd, I'd say five is fair. Um, four could work. Um, I don't think less than four. It's still going to be pretty powerful, especially... I've seen a lot of freak boarding parties where the smaller mm-hmm. ship wins. That's part of the reason I don't like plus one of boards for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's a great link. Good art, um, pretty disturbing flavor text, um, as usual. <laughs> so a cool, a cool crew and a good link. So I I usually put them on um, a, one of the two cursed switchblades, which we'll see in Fire and Steel. So yeah. maybe, a, maybe a Ten Master, but I like to use like Nemo or some other crazy stuff on Ten Master. So. Yeah, um, I, I would like to to interrupt real quick with something how it always bothered me how boarding was never all that viable a strategy in this game because most major uh, naval engagements were decided by boarding and not by gunfire not really no oh okay Uh, maybe well not not in my what i've read at least maybe more in other um like eras or whatever I mean, um, I, I thought I read something like 80% of, like, say, uh, one-on-one ship-to-ship engagements. Oh, one-on-one. Or, yeah, that's a Well, totally yeah, which story. which is yeah. what we encounter more in this game, especially in yeah. smaller games. Yeah, that you play, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant, like, yeah. Age of Sail, like, Big Wars. Okay, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but boarding is not very useful in this game, and it's better to just open fire and... Yeah. You only stand it. You only really uh, have any motivation to board if you expect to win or gain something, or you know, it just ha- basically has to be advantageous, and it isn't always. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I agree. Uh, All right, yeah. right. Um, Sargasso Nightmare was that yours or mine? Yeah, I think I think it was. I think yeah. Now that I'm realizing, yeah, it's hard to keep track sometimes. Um, this one is pretty weird. <laughs> 
I just can't get over like the art and the flavor text, like seeing them as we're like going through the checklist. It's just like crew after crew of like demonic nonsense. <laughs> it says tossed overboard and left for dead, Stephen Calhoun discovered a dark sea creature that kept him alive as the Sargasso Nightmare. All of it asks of him is more blood. Uh, and so it's an L booster. It says if a sea monster begins to move with an L of the ship, it gets plus L to its base move. I actually like that ability. I've used it pretty effectively um, a bunch of times. It's, um, I think it's the best way to make sea creatures faster. It's not terribly expensive. And uh, you can easily put it on the main gunship of the fleet that usually runs along with the creatures or like right behind them. Um, the link is terrible. Trogs is not really viable, but I don't really care about links usually, um, especially in this case. Um, but Sargasso Nightmare is a decent crew for sea monster um, fans, I guess you could say, like Xerix. Um, are you there? No. Yeah, I guess it's gone again. Um, I don't know if it's computer right on or what happened this time. But, um, but yeah, Sargasso Nightmare. Not too bad. All right, so we're back again. Yeah, second technical issue of the night. Um, but anyway, uh, Sargasso Nightmare, which we were talking about. I don't think very highly of this crew. Uh, you mentioned Xerox like sea monsters. I like the idea of sea monsters. But to me, this is a huge waste because it's twice as expensive as a helmsman, but not twice as effective. Um, you have to have a ship on hand to shepherd the sea monster. And I guess we've made the uh, maybe I've made the case that sea monsters are better as support war uh, as uh, for uh, support gunship type roles. But uh, I mean. Uh, it's like you're spending so much and having to go out of your way to give your sea monster an extra uh, L to its base move when you could probably just spend the points that you would have spent on its sea monster and on this crew just on a ship that's more self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Yeah. I um, think it, um, one thing I will say it's good is like a blitz strategy when you have multiple sea monsters getting at least one, if not two bonuses like this and the Serpent's Fang, and then they can move, like, LLL or LLSS or something crazy, and then stay submerged until they, all of a sudden, they pop up and, like, all of them, like, slam into the opponent's fleet at, like, high speed all at the same time. So it, it, it can be decent, but a lot of times you need a lot of points to make the combo work, so... That's fair, and now that you mention it, there is no, uh... There's no mention in the ability of a limit to how many uh, sea monsters this can be affected by. Yeah, exactly. So if you put this on a really fast ship, like Fallen Angel, maybe, yeah. um, this and then have it, like, have four or five sea monsters in tow. Exactly. Just kind of move them all at the same speed. Yep. And that kind of makes sense. Just hit hard. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I like that. Yeah. You've made, you made a good point. The, that's the fleet I was I linked in the in the mail and thread today. That was my the Serpent's Fang has this ability built in um, for anybody listening. It's a hmm. decent cursed longship that's I think underrated. I've used it I don't know, every time I use the Serpent's Fang it she does well for me. And um and I like she kinda has her pets around her and they go off and attack before she strikes. 
and um, it's yeah. surprisingly effective usually. But like yeah. I said, you need you still need you know a lot of points to pull it off correctly. So. But but that I you really do make a good point with that, and uh, I mean you know as somebody who always wanted to uh, find uh, an excuse to use sea monsters, that's uh, I may have to go out of my way to try to get Serpent's Fang yeah. for when I end up playing a big game, so I can do something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Trogs, I think it's my turn to store one. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Trogs is another not so amazing crew because it's five points. It's linked to Sargasso Nightmare, which is not really a relevant link. It's not like a good pair. If this ship wins a boarding party, she may take as much treasure from the other ship as she wants up to her available cargo space. When are you going to use that? I don't know. Maybe the Dark Pact? I don't know. But you're not going to catch much, so. Yeah, you're not going to catch anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just meh. I don't know if I've used it yet. I've, I think I've wanted to, but I just, it's tough to justify ever using it. So. I re- it's not super fun either. I'd rather use Sargasso Nightmare or maybe like an L Mover for six points instead of yeah. this. So. Yep. Also, um, another short tangent regarding boarding. It's one of my other problems with boarding is that it's never really all that efficient to chase down a gold runner to uh to empty its hold unless you also plan to sink it but it's rare to find ships that will uh either disable or destroy gold runner and totally empty its hold and it strikes me as more effective and more efficient to just get to the gold first with uh use of a better gold runner yep yeah that or sometimes i like to capture gold runners when they still have stuff on board yeah home or something yeah yeah um all right so that concludes the cursed um, for now, at least. We're into the pirates now. Finally, the next faction. Uh, their first ship in the set is the Harbinger, um, a remake of the Spanish main version. This one is 16 points, five masts, L move. The cannons are 3L, 2S, 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 3L, and then it has S boarding built in. So as part of move action, this ship may initiate a boarding party against the ship up to S away from her without any to ram. The boarded ship may not use any boarding bonuses. Um, link to Jack Hawkins. That'd be any version of him that works, which is a good link. But um, overall, I see this as a good, yet another good pirate five-masted um, capital ship. Not their best, but kind of just a numbers thing, kind of like the French five-masters. It's it's not like all of them need to be amazing, um, but it's just it's a, just a good pirate ship overall. Yeah, um, this actually strikes me as kind of a... I want to say a neoclassical one, because if you just look at the stats, you'd think this is from Spanish Maine. And then you yeah. look at the ability and go, this is not from Spanish Maine. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but it, uh, artwork-wise, it almost looks like a reprint of the Spanish Maine ship. Yeah. Um, as you said, it's not like their ultimate best. But if this was somebody's like first pack pull, it would be a great way to start it into the game. Because yeah. it's kind of simple, but it has an easy-to-understand ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, next on to is Dragon's Breath. Um, wow, we've actually found one that's worse than, than Hellfire. Uh, <laughs> Dragon's Breath is a 12.4-masted pirate ship, uh, four cargo, L move. All four guns are 4L, which is not a good starting point. Uh, it's made even worse by the fact that it has the World Hater ability. 
So I guess technically they're all 3L, but it's very hard to pad them any further than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. Uh, there I, are I significantly like better hybrids or even gunships at that point cost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like the artwork, and I think the ship is slightly underrated. I've never heard it discussed, really. She's mm-hmm. okay, but, you know, just kind of like a She's numbers super thing. generic. Yeah, exactly. Just a numbers thing. Just a... Just a you know a numbers gunship for a larger game actually. So yeah, um, she's like a um, she's like a, a special edition boxed ship. That's yeah, what she is. That's a good point. Yep. But not quite as good. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably. Yep. Um, mm. Next one is Black Cat. Um, Thirteen points, three masts, four cargo, SS move. The cannons are three S, three S, four S. And then after the ship resolves a shoot action, she may move as a free action. So the reverse captain ability. Link to Bonnie Peel, who's much better off on some other ships. Um, the Black Cat doesn't really... It's not a great ship. It's kind of a funky little hybrid. Ah, I mean, they've got better options. Um, it's kind of similar to the Sea Monkey, the cursed ship we went over recently, but it's not... It's a little bit worse. Um, it's just kind of middling in most ways, so it's kind of like a subpar hybrid. Yeah, its problem is that its armament and its ability really aren't good enough. Yeah. Might almost be excusable if it were like two or three points cheaper, but even then it has to compete with some really good, like dedicated ships at that point yeah. cost. And it's just, it's too expensive and too middle of the road. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, sea Fox is next up, and I'm not totally sure how to feel about it. So you're getting. A two-masted blockade runner for 12 points with only S move. On the plus side, though, it has four cargo. Both its guns are 2L, and L-range guns can't hit it. Uh, I don't know what to think. Yeah. (laughs) It's, I guess, it's a decent ability. It's well-armed, and it has good cargo space, but it's expensive. It's not very, it's not very big for, for what you're paying. Uh, I'm not so sure about this one. Uh, yeah. Captain Helmsman, maybe a musketeer? Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I tend to like these extreme ships that have like a lot of cargo, slow move, and then good cannons. Um, I kind of like those types of ships. That's a nice yeah. ability. Um, I, yeah, it's a good... It's kind of like a slow, like weak dreadnought thing. I don't know. It's not great, but it's 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 okay. Um, Captain Helmsman Shipwright? Yeah, something like that. Or even loaded up, like, big time. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Musketeer and then Oarsman, I don't know. Not sure if I'd do that on a ship this small that's this yeah. expensive, though. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. It's just kind of a weird one, kind of an oddity, so... If it um, had L-move. Yeah, it'd be better. That'd be a yeah. decent, like, little hybrid type thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's okay. Um, I think it's slightly underrated, but not great. Um, mm-hmm. Next one I love, Selkie, mm-hmm. one of my original ships. Um, nine points, three masts, four cargo, L move. Cannons are 3L, 2L, 3L. Then it has the sniping ability. You may double the range of the ship's cannons each turn, but you must roll a six to hit. Um, so it's a it's a solid hybrid. Hammersmith is a very good option here. Um mm-hmm. Captain Helmsman will leave you with uh, two spaces open for 14 total points. I like how it can hit pretty accurately at long range, and then 
but if you're not in long range, you could go to extra long range, LL, and then try to get a six. Um, you can put a world heater aboard, but you're going to run out of points for the other crew pretty quickly. So, but I like this ship a lot. I like the artwork. It's got a little bit of, it's got a greenish hue on the, on the hull and it's got kind of a classic pirate ship in my opinion. So a good one. Yeah. I think the greenish hue, I, if I, if I get wrong what I'm about to say, then I'm going to sound like a huge idiot. But I think a Selkie is like a Celtic mythological demon or something. Yeah, it sounds right. So, so the green would, I guess, be sort of thematic. But, mm-hmm. but Selkie as a ship is probably like a standout surprise from this set because she's an awesome little hybrid. Um, even if you compare her to gunships alone in her points neighborhood, she stands up pretty well. And she has the cargo to uh to put them to shame mm-hmm. um as you said hammersmith and i would say in addition depending on how you wanted to specialize this ship you could uh you might want to add an oarsman for safety you could do gentleman joe card if you wanted to focus a little more on flexibility and running gold yeah. or you could do a world hater if you wanted a cheap but super good support gunship yep exactly mm-hmm. um so beyond Selkie, we've got Mocha, which is not as good. <laughs> uh, um, so more expensive, less cargo space, same move, uh, worse guns. They're all 3S. This is a three-masted schooner. Uh, plus one aborting rules or plus two against sea monster. No, no. Super average ship, too expensive. And yeah. also, I mean, you already don't like the uh, boarding roll ability, but even I admit that the plus two against sea monsters is worse than useless. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's adding cost to something you won't do on purpose. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever purposely boarded a sea monster. I don't think, um, mm-hmm. only, only if they stole your gold first and you're trying to get it back, but that's very unlikely to ever happen in a game. Um, yeah, super boring ship and I don't yeah. like boring ships. So. Um, mm-hmm. next one is the Orca. This one has gotten some ridicule. For <laughs> good reason. Uh, uh, six points, two masts, um, S plus S base move. <laughs> the cannons are um, 5S, 4S, so really terrible. Um, it only has one cargo space. And then the ability is solid. When this ship carries no cargo, she gets plus S to her base move. Um, so the only usage is <laughs> send, her to, send it out empty and then just get one coin. And then come back at like reduced speed, but for six points you can get you know, like Banshee's Cry with the Helmsman. So yeah, and, and even if you have the self-respect not to use Banshee's Cry, you can get Le Solitaire. You can use <laughs> L'Intrepide. Yeah. Um, you can use like all manner of empty gold runners from the Corsairs. What's the? Oh, okay, we almost always can figure out some role for these really weird low-cost ships. Are you coming up with anything? Because I'm thinking no. maybe Flotilla Tug, but she's not better yeah, no. at that than a lot of other pirate ships are. Yeah. And then you're wasting the ability because you can't use the bonus when towing a flotilla anyway. So even that. Oh, is yeah. Tough. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be a good idea, but you can't use the bonus. Um, yeah, just send it out. SSS, get a coin, come back at SS. That's it. I don't yeah, think somebody really please try to think of something to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess for us. I guess like suicide ramming because it'll 
it'll be quick when it's empty to ram, but I mean, there's still better options. You could get two yeah. speeds at a similar speed for the same price. Yeah, yeah. The problem is when you start when you crew her up, you trade that ability for another. Um, so you basically lose speed and raise the cost. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So no, uh, I consider that a negative ability, if anything, because okay. you have to make a trade. I don't. I think it's good, but only with ships with enough cargo, like three or more. Yeah, it, ha- it basically I, requires the ship to be an empty gold runner. Or, like, or you just lose the ability. So it needs you need at least three cargo with that ability. Most part. Yeah, I uh, the reason why I'm bothered by it is because it sort of forces you to choose. But in this case, it's not really a choice, is it? It's it's like being given a bad option and a worse option, and being told, <laughs> "Well, you have a choice." It's like, uh, yeah, the hell I do. Yeah. Um, all right, after Orca, uh, we're talking about another ship that ends with CA, which is Jamaica, uh, an eight-point ship, uh, two masts, three S4L guns, base move of L, four cargo, which is not so bad. After looking at treasure on a wild island, you may trade any one treasure from that island for a random treasure on any other island, must load traded treasure. Um, so it's a gold ship, basically. Um, it's a helmsman. And maybe Gentleman Joe Card or or not. And if you do use him, you could also add on a, an Explorer. I don't know. Yeah, I would just do a Helmsman. It's not very yeah. interesting or exciting. Kind of like the Shamrock yeah. from Mysterious Islands, but slower. Um, they're kind of like sister ships, but uh, just nothing too special, really. Pretty boring. Yeah. Slightly below average gold runner. So. Yeah. I think you're right. Uh, just a Helmsman. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Calchus. Um, it's a one-masted sloop. Um, kind of similar, yeah, similar to the Fallen Angel. Can't be shot at by ships with an S of her. Two cargo, SS move, and a 2S cannon. I don't see much use for this. Um, just doesn't, I don't know, it's not going to excel at anything. So it's just too, too pricey, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, for one more point, you can get yourself Fallen Angel, which has as faster of a base move, a similar or identical ability, I don't remember quite exactly, um, as well as an L range gun instead of an S range gun. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of falls short. Um, and the real problem is that this ability is useless on one masted ships. Yeah, pretty much. Because you can disable them by ramming them. Yeah. All right. Next up is Bonnie Peel, which is, I guess, one of the most interesting crew in the set. Mm-hmm. Um, eight points is a pirate captain that when you win a boarding party, you can capture the crew with the highest point cost and then ransom it for its cost uh, for its point cost in gold at your home island and is linked to the black cat. I like this ability, but I haven't seen it used much. Um, I think you came up with a really interesting crew capture and ransom fleet at some point. Yeah, yeah, I've had uh, a handful of experiences using these crew. Zarex likes them a lot. This is actually Wolf's favorite way to win in general. Um, <laughs> kind of gimmick, actually. Um, it's a good one. I think this is the appropriate price. Other crew got this ability for seven points instead of five. I think five is more fair. Um, one thing I will say is, um, it's good to know your opponent with this one, because if they're 
a beginner player, they're less likely to use named crew, so you're probably going to get a smaller payout if you win boarding parties. So mm-hmm. you must be capturing generic crew. Um, so it shines against um, more experienced players uh, that might be using more complicated named crew, and also in larger games, where not only are there more points to spend on named crew for your opponents, but also you'll probably have more time to at least try the strategy out. Uh, it's got good artwork, too. I like the Funlock pistol showcase there. Artwork. Yeah. Also, quick question. Um, do do those crew that have the ability to raise the gold value of gold brought home, do they have any effect on ransomed crew or not? I don't think I don't think so because it's that ability says coin. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. You're, you're almost certainly right about that. And that's a shame because that would kind of add value to that playstyle. Yeah, that's all right. It's still yeah. pretty viable, but it, it's kind of it depends on quite a bunch of factors. So like build mm-hmm. total and opponent. Um, yeah, definitely. So. And how good of a collection your opponent has as well. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Um, okay. So the next one is Jack Hawkins. This one has captain and then reverse captain on the same crew, but you cannot chain them as um, we'll say again. I'm sure um, it's not, he's nine points. Reverse captain to me is worth two because it's not as good as captain, so it has to be less. <laughs> so I think he should be five. Um, he links to the Harbinger, but there's other there's other better versions of Jack Hawkins, and I would say this is the worst version of Jack Hawkins in the game, so there's not much reason to use him. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the real problem is just that reverse captain is definitely worth nothing close to six points. Yeah. Um, it might have been if you were allowed to chain them, but you're not, so that's how things go. Yep. All right. Um, Blackheart is the one I'll leap on next. Uh, right after I finish summarizing this one, I've got to uh, to uh, run away to use the bathroom real quick. But um, Blackheart, Blackheart is uh, six points and has the black mark keyword and reverse captain. Uh, black mark has some value to it. I think you've pointed out as well as some other people, mm-hmm. but we're at we're looking at, you know, another the reverse captain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This one, not very good. Um, Black Mark allows it to be cursed, but there's not, the curse don't get a lot of usage out of this either. And of course, Black Heart is a iconic figure in this game. His other couple versions are way better. Um, the SM version of the Sat Captain is extremely good for the pirates. And then, of course, Emperor Black Heart for most of Judge. Um, with the same artwork, but way better all-powerful ability. So, no reason to use them, really. I don't I don't know if I have. Maybe as a novelty for Black Mark, but not much else. Next one is uh, George Washington LeBeau. Um, this one is an L-mover. This is actually an American crew, because they're doing crew for two-furs in this set. Um, so, like, two crew on the same card um, on the different sides. So, we're already into the American stuff, in a way. Um, even though we're not to that section of the set. So give the ship a move action, but do not move her. Instead, roll a d6 on a result of 5 or 6. Move an enemy ship L in any direction, just like Suro, L mover. Um, link to the Swamp Fox, not a very good link. It's not a great ship. Um, I like to use him on the Kentucky, which is a ship, American ship with built-in reroll. You could also use him on the Annapolis, which is a 6-point American ship. And then put Wayne Nolan aboard, who's the zero-point re-roller for the Americans from Barbary Coast. Um, that's a good way to maximize his usage. Um, but 
I don't know, the, the, the Elmover gimmick is more cursed than American, so it's, it's a little bit funky, um, to see, to see it on the American, and then the, the flavor text talks about the Loa a little bit, which I always find, um, kind of amusing, so an interesting flavor text, but, yeah. Yeah, I, th- uh, like I've said, I, I don't fully understand what can be done with this. I know you can send enemy ships into terrain, uh, sometimes into islands. Probably, I think you said it's valuable in games where you're using mysterious islands. Yeah, you could do that. But the exceptionally poor Link and the fact that it's American, which means there are only so many ships you can throw them on means it's just like mm, you'll use the cursed ones before you use him yeah yeah i'll be right back by the way all right keep going all right um next up is derek the red and he is a world hater and he also has sack but he's not a sack captain uh which is a which is a combination you see actually quite often but um but derek the red is He's probably kind of a prime choice for people who are going to do a a pretty serious pirate capital ship type thing, especially if they plan to use the Sacrifice of Crew ability, uh, the utility of which I think comes from the fact that you can get the extra action exactly when you need it instead of having to kind of hope and pray for a positive role. But... I guess him paired with a captain and then just kind of a few superfluous oarsmen and then a helmsman is probably pretty good. But my problem with sack abilities is that you have to basically delete the uh, points you've spent on crew setting up your own fleet. Uh, it's probably more viable in in big games where there's where the high point cost allows you to to really make waste of some of your points because not every point matters as much. I'm reading way too much into this ability to stall for time while uh, while Ben gets back so we can hear his thoughts on this. But um, I'm going to ramble on this because uh, I might as well read the flavor text. New to the Crimson Coast, this Nordic pirate made his name staking during raids along the coasts of England, France, and the United States. Um, I almost think that he could fit in with Frozen North, and I almost sort of wish he had come back for that, but uh, I think that's the sound of Ben coming back to share his thoughts so he can end my uh, kind of incoherent rambling. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, (laughs) I like this guy. Um, Same as the Headhunter from South China Seas, but but it's just a great combo of combat abilities uh, for a good price. So I like him a lot. I like your point. He should have showed up in another set. But um, there's a lot of flavor text crew that could have been appearing more often, but it's probably good to have a lot of variety, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Next one is TPO Charles Richard. He's got a couple versions. Um, This one's the best, in my opinion. Just basic world hater for four points, um, plus one to cannon rolls against non-American ships. But Link is good. What was that? Or forts, oh, which yeah. you yeah, don't true. always get on world haters. It's not all that much more valuable, but yeah. it's a good little bonus. Yeah, it's good. Um, the link to the Paul Revere is good. I love that ship. It's a solid gunship. Um, but yeah, the Americans getting another world hater along with Brent Rice is good. Um, good for like the Constitution and other five masters that could use the extra firepower. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I've found that the, with how many kind of good five masters the Americans got right out of the gate, um, the redundancy of having free world haters is quite useful, even in smaller games, because that means you can afford to outfit two really nasty ships, even in a 40-point game. Yeah. Um, Skyim the Monkey is um, is a five-point crew. If the ship wins a boarding party, she may take as much treasure from the other ship as she wants up to her available space. I've already talked about why I think this is not an amazing ability, Yeah. as much as I'd like it to be one. Yeah, I think this, I mean, it would require adjusting some other abilities, but I think this could have been four or even three points. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, one of my biggest problems with this one is you put it on a ship to steal gold with, but then it takes up space. Then you can take one less coin, and you're trying to maximize yeah. how many coins you can take, so it's kind of counterintuitive how it works on a crew. Better built into a ship, like the death charges, how I pronounce it, from Mystery Assignments, um, yeah, that's a good example, but anyway. Yeah, so it's like it's an ability that can really only work on a ship with a lot of hold space, but boarding really only works on ships that are kind of fast and typically big because they need to win the boarding party. Yeah. Because if you want to boost your odds at uh, at winning on either the second die roll or the first one, you'll need to either have a boarding bonus or a re-roll, and that's more space wasted. Yep. Yeah, it's it's something that works on very few, if any, ships. Yeah, yeah, it's tough to set up properly. Um, Jerky Johnson is next. Um, American crew. <laughs> if a sea monster begins its move and then L of the ship, it gets plus L to its base move. So an L mover, like Sargasso Nightmare, but for the Americans, they only got a couple sea creatures, and the ones they got were not very good at all. So this one's mostly a pointless crew. Um, it's not. You're not really going to use them almost ever. Unless you can find, like, a decent shepherd-type ship when you're building an international fleet. Yeah, yeah. Something that's maybe even better for its function than, say, Serpent's Fang is. Yeah. You could put him on the Thoa's Justice to get another Cursed Elf booster, I guess, but... Yeah. yeah, although <laughs> mm, I don't know, Lois Justice is too slow for it to really be all that useful, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah you'd have to get like Helmsman and Sat yeah. as well, SAT. Yeah, and Lois Justice also doesn't make for a very good warship, no. sadly. Yeah. So, uh, and I mean, for that strategy, I'd imagine you'd want the Shepherd ship to be uh, a pretty solid warship in its own right. Or at least passable, and that's and that's not something Lois Justice is. Yeah. Um, HMS Gargantuan, it is my turn to start one, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is 16 points, is, I mean, is uh, really getting us into the English. 16 points, 3 cargo, SS move, 4L, 3L, 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 4L. And it has reverse captain, and this is just incredibly generic. <laughs> yeah, I actually think it's mostly bad um, because the cargo and reverse captain. Um, I do have a soft spot. I'm glad we're into the English <laughs> faction. Um, I'm, I, I always love seeing this ship because this was actually my first English five master, um, which means a lot to me because the English are my favorite faction. I love like naval warfare and the five masters are my favorite ship type and all that. Um, so this one will always be special to me. It's not special in gameplay, though, to be totally honest. Um, the cargo is as low as it gets on a 5-master, and then 
reverse captain is a waste of points for the most part, and then the guns aren't really that great. So there's mm -hmm. there's not really any quality that makes it good. Um, the speed is decent, but nothing is really stand out as good. Mm -hmm. so, oh well. Yeah. Um, the next one, HMS Brett Walda. This one's better. It's got four masts, um, 14 points, three cargo, I'll move, all the cannons are 2S, and then it has broadsides attack, which is actually decently fitting, because with 2S cannons, you don't have to shorten the range, and you only have to roll a three or higher. So it's it's one of the better large ships to have broadsides attack. It's still not a great idea, usually, um, but it's a decent gunship, if a little on the pricey side. Yeah, I was just going to say that it's probably one of the best implementations of Broadside's Attack out there. Um, the Lynch crew, I'm not sure, is all that relevant. No. In fact, I think this version of Trevor Van Tine is pretty bad, yeah. if my memory serves. But, um, I mean, I, I remember when I did the uh, the ranking for this set... It made my list, which was pretty controversial, uh, doubly so considering, I guess, how many things uh, you've opened my eyes to the value of in this podcast so far. But sure. Rewalda as a whole, I think, is probably it's probably not like a game changer, but I would say it's probably underrated. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are like it, so I wouldn't say underrated but um it is good um i do like the artwork too the sails cross swords on the sails um it's a good like short range brute force gunship um mm -hmm. but the cargo cost and speed are a little a little limiting um when you think about yeah. you know london oxford titan stuff like that um, definitely or so. gallows yeah true um next one hms carrot or no it's your turn sorry <laughs> Is it? Oh, yeah, it is. Um, so it's HMS Caradoc, which is a four-masted schooner at 13 points. SL move, four cargo, 4S, 3S, 3S, 4L, so pretty poorly armed, and it's just got the basic reroll ability. This is pretty poor, actually, coming from the English, who have some really good options in this uh, price neighborhood at this size. Yeah, Yeah, it's not great. I think I wanted to go first because I love the English so much and <laughs> I'm trying to pay up the pace, I guess. Um, it's yeah. solid. The speed and the reroll are the best um, strengths, I guess. Um, I like to use Beckett or Cargo, the Admiral crew, like on a six, give any shipping or fleet an extra action. That's a decent spot for these crew on the ship. Um, but other than that, it's it's just not great at anything. So it's kind of it kind of just falls by the wayside. In favor of better options. Um, next one, HMS Guy Fox. This one is um, three masts, 11 points, three cargo, L move. Cannons are 2S, 3S, 2S. That has a world hater built in. So they're essentially 1S, 2S, 1S. Um, this one's just a pure gunship. Nothing too special. Just Captain Helmsman, maybe an Oarsman or something. Um, or like a Firepot Specialist, maybe, with a 1S cannon at the bow. Um, so yeah, just pure firepower. Yeah, that's that's really all it is. Its gimmick is that it has really excellent firepower for its point cost, although everything else is kind of neglected to get that. Um, it, surely the right choice for some people, uh, but probably won't see use as much as something like HMS Nautilus. Mm -hmm. yep. um, HMS CM, I think, is how it should 
be pronounced by an English person, but my dad calls it the Sea Ham. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the first ships he ever used. Um, it's a nine-point blockade runner, you know, two masts, uh, two cargo space SS move, pair of 3S guns, and a boarding roll bonus and a double boarding roll bonus against sea monsters. It's bleh. Yeah, this one's super meh. I don't like it at all. Um, nothing, nothing good. So. It'd be a little bit better with like no ability at like six points or whatever that ability technically. Yeah. Costs, so. Yeah. yeah, we could probably use more like average-ish uh, ships that you can do interesting things with than yeah. super niche ships that are not good ever. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish there were more ships with no abilities set up so few um, yeah i can only think of hms dover carolina and yeah that's it yeah picador from spanish Maine, but that one's not very good the other two yeah. are better than that one so yeah um mm. next one is maybe worse um uh hms yeah. this is one of my least favorite english ships in the game for a lot of reasons eight points three masts three cargo l move cannons are 4l 4l 4s curse crew can use their abilities on the ship um, the artwork is nasty. It looks kind of, it looks super dumb. Uh, does not look like an English ship at all. <laughs> I just don't like this one. It's not useful for anything. And it links to Sir Edmund Atkinson, who's just a eight point possessor crew who God Mason already talked about how useless they usually are. Um, uh, this is one of the worst English ships in the game and not a good ship at all. Yeah. I'd love for this to be relevant. I might have to try to figure out a use for it someday, but I'm guessing it's no more than a 6 out of 10 at best. Yeah, I would give it like 3 out of 10. Or oh, four. it'll probably get 3, if not like 2, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so after Mayfair is HMS Henry VIII. Uh, I'm not going to sing the song, so don't ask. Okay. It's a 3-mastered schooner, uh, 10 points, 2 cargo space, SL move, 3S, 3L, 3S. Um... And then a faction bonus. It's time for my meme. How much I hate faction bonuses. All right, you can pick it up now. Okay. Yeah, this one strikes me. It's just like a speedy uh, mid-sized warship. Uh, the cargo is too low to run any gold. So I just use captain and usually a helmsman too. Then you got really fast speed. Um, it's kind of just a good first strike gunship in a uh, larger game. Um, there's way too many better options at a, at a lower build total use it though. Or even better, better ships for the same cost. HMS Nautilus exactly, is almost yeah, identical, but has better gun ranks. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yep. Uh, the next one, HMS Bath. This one's kind of fun. Um, 12 points for a two master, but you get five cargo. I'll move four L4S cannons and it's got the home Island rating ability. So you can dock in mm -hmm. home Island, load a treasure. Um, I kind of like this one. I think it's a slightly underrated ship. Um, it's, it's pricey to run gold with. I would usually just put a helmsman on board, maybe an oarsman, how much else. And then uh, basically use it as a gold runner. And then if you have, if the opportunity arises to raid enemy home islands, you could try that. Um, but it, it's not great, but it, I kind of like it. It's not too bad. Yeah, I think you summed it up. It's, it's decent, but it is a bit too expensive. Doubly so, considering how small it is. Um, HMS Half Moon, for nine points, you're getting actually something pretty similar, but it's instead of being a home island raider, um, it's a general it, raider. 
Yeah, eh, the ability's not as good because it's, you know, uh, take one treasure from any ship she touches, but uh, those nine points are for five cargo space, uh, SS move, and three S guns. Uh, so I guess um, it's hard stats are all better, but its ability's worse. Yeah, this one's better, I think, overall. I would similarly use this one as a uh, mostly as a gold runner. Um, I haven't really used it as a hybrid much, but I, I kind of want to now. Um, even with a captain and helmsman, you'd have three spaces left over. And if you went aboard, you could take two coins on the first, you know, contact with an enemy ship. Um, and then if you wanted to, you could put Hermione Gold or Thomas Gunn from Red mm-hmm. Beans to save the cargo space. So I'd say yeah. it's an underrated hybrid slash world runner for the English. Yeah. Or if you wanted to use it as a uh, sort of support hybrid, um, yeah. Hermione Gold from Mysterious Islands. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Yep. If I'm uh, thinking of the right crew. Yeah. Uh, the next one is HMS Starbuck. Um, one massive sloop for two cargo. Uh, SSS move, 4S cannon. It's got um, the ability to get plus one to a cannon roll against the ship that was previously shot at that turn. <laughs> I can't even say it fast enough. Uh, I'm just trying to go fast because this one's not too great. Um... Usually empty gold runner or maybe flotilla tug. Those are the two uses I do for it. Yeah, uh, flotilla tug I think would be better in the role if the cannon rank were better. Um, especially, I mean, does the ability count if it's a flotilla that fired? Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even so, I think the gun rank would just need to be better. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a great ship at all. Yeah, especially bad considering that at this point nobody knew flotillas would come out. Uh, Trevor Van Tyne is, uh, uh, yeah, not really. Actually, yeah, it's pretty bad. Trevor Van Tyne is a six point S boarder. Um, I'm pretty sure you can get S boarding captains for seven points uh, from some factions. Yeah. Uh, he's six points, and the reason why he's six points is because he has a faction specific boarding bonus. <laughs> I, I think the, both of us are angry about that. Yeah, against the curse, too. Not even like mm-hmm. pirates are a good faction. <laughs> yeah, just Only silly. worse one to be mercenaries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be really bad. Um,. Yeah, it's just about that. Just comes from the flavor text. Um, I kind of like the mm-hmm. artwork. It's kind of cool. It looks like some kind of like Crusades like artwork. I don't know, or something yeah. from like the Dark Ages or medieval time. I don't know. Anyway, actually, um, I, I do something to add in really quick. Um, Trevor Van Tyne is one of the few characters whose entire story I've cobbled together mm-hmm. for the canon wiki, yep. and it basically uh, seems that he is sort of a. Uh, I guess a white knight because like, multiple times in the canon he seems to fall head over for heels for some woman he's just met and yeah. dedicate himself to them and it never really seems to work out for him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, his, which is his really kind of play, funny. Yeah, his gameplay abilities don't really reflect too well either, um, especially yeah. this one. It's not very good. So the artwork, yeah. the artwork is better than the gameplay. So. Uh, Although his Rise of the Fiends uh, version is all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, right. The next one Sir is Sir Edmund, Edmund Atkinson. Yep. Uh, linked to Mayfair, like I said, this is just an eight-point um, possess- possession crew. Um, nothing special. It's kind of funky that the English got this 
mostly her stability. Um, it's just, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah. I, we're on a, I think you basically summed it up. Yeah, we're on a string here. We've got three awful named crew in a row, and their point costs go up by two each time. So mm-hmm. it's like a new well, low for yeah. this. It's like a new low for the set. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, speaking of new low, we're about to talk about Marquez, Miguel Antonio, um, who is 10 points. He's a common crew. Once per turn, the ship may look at one face down treasure on any ship or island. Um, I think that's, that's like a three or four point ability. Um, actually, yeah, you know what this is? This is basically, um, Devereaux from Revolution, um, only three points more expensive in Spanish. <laughs> Yeah. So he's home island raider and kind of a spy, but he's way too expensive. Yeah, I think these abilities are worth one point for the spying, or maybe two, and then four or three yeah. for the home island. So he should be about five points. Um, the link is amusing because it doesn't work really um, it's at all. Terrible. Yeah. Um, it would be even funnier if Cervantes was like nine points. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> he looks pretty angry too. This Antonio guy, he's not happy. Probably because he got WizKids overcosted him, so he's not happy about that. Um, I'm never getting used. Yep, exactly. And yeah, Except I remember, Spanish. I don't know if it was 2016 or 15, but there was a thread. I I don't know, we were talking about like least favorite named crew, and I think he got mentioned at least twice, maybe. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, and then next one, though, we, we're going to pick things up here. Commander Spencer Portland, seven points. Um, he's got the SAT ability. So, five or six, you get the same action twice on the ship. And then also, the ship's crew cannot be eliminated unless she sinks. So, it's a very good combo of abilities for the English. Um, this is great for large gunships with a lot of cargo space to put a lot of crew on. So, you can protect all of them at once and get, you know, the maximum uh, value for the ability. So, I usually like this on maybe HMS Dreadnought, um, maybe the Titan. Um, the Shui Jian is a great one for him. Um, so yeah, just very good combat abilities. He's a great crew to put on like a monster English gunship. Mm-hmm. I've even used a sibling of this crew. Uh, OE Montana Maze is basically yeah. the same thing, except he links to all American ships. Mm-hmm. He is magnificent on the USS Lehman. Um, and to help you speed it along, we'll jump into Jean Desailly, I think it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. We're now, I think, getting onto the French stuff. Uh, Black Mark for six points, and this is another L mover with the link to La Richelieu. Yeah, uh, it's I don't know. It gives the French an L mover, but other than that, um, I haven't really used him much. So really creepy looking card. Oh yeah, he's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got vile experiments, um, and yeah, I mean it gives. With Black Market, it gives the French act, uh, the cursed access to like French ships in a way. So that, I guess that's pretty important, but I don't yeah. see that tactic actually used much. So Black Yeah, Market's but it's also kind of an expensive thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Black Market's a, kind of a confusing, strange keyword. Um, and yeah, I might pick it up in terms of like how good the crew were, but although we are taking a while, so we should probably yeah. double meaning there. Um, we're <laughs> on to the Spanish next. Um, El Cristal del Obispo. 16 points for a 5 master with 5 cargo SS move. All the cannons are rank 3. Um, there's a trio of 3Ls in the middle. Um, and it ignores the first hit she takes each turn as long as she has all of her mass. So a nice defensive ability. 
This one I think is like slightly overrated in Orchid Bay, but it is quite good. Um, usually good as a gunship. Um, the Inquisitor is a solid link because um, she will win some boarding parties. Um, it could be used as a hybrid too, so a pretty good five master for them. Yeah, a pretty decent ship overall. Um, it's a shame that it has that ability because it fails to make use of one of Spain's most interesting, unique crew. Um, but aside from that, yeah, it looks to be a decent hybrid, and I'd probably just throw on Rise of the Fiends Louise Zahn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Beyond El Obispo's Santo Colomba, which at 14 points, you get four masts, um, all of which are two S guns. You get uh, S plus S move, four cargo, um, and it's S board. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a middling hybrid with an okay ability. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a decent gunship. Um, it's kind of like a better version of the Brett Walda, in my opinion, because you have better mm-hmm. speed and one more cargo with an ability that's, I don't know, about better, but slightly more useful, in my opinion. Um, it's a good it's a good gunship. Um and then it does have a link that's totally silly though, because the linked crew also has S board, but oh well. So it's the yeah. link doesn't even work at all. Um, but pretty good sense <laughs> overall. So. Uh, Wait, the linked is, crew has the same ability. Uh, yep. Wiz um, kids. <laughs> the next one is El Rafael. Um, this one's kind of like the Spanish version of HMS Caradoc. Four masted schooner, five cargo, El Move. Cannons are 4L, 3L, 3L, 4L, Schooner, plus one to Cannon Rolls against the Cursed. <sighs> nothing nothing special here. I don't I don't know. I don't really mind this one. I have kind of a soft spot. I might write a review on this one. I like the thought of, like, Captain Helmsman and then putting on some equipment or something, or maybe just Captain Helmsman doing a hybrid role, but it's nothing special, but it's okay. The real mark against it as a hybrid is that it's just not well-armed enough. Yeah. It has multiple rank fours, and that's really hard to excuse on something that's meant to be a hybrid. Yeah. Um, La Catedral del Mar is, uh, I mean, okay, I guess it's well-armed, because it's all got all, it's a 13-point ship, three masts, all 2S guns, but it's only got L move, uh, three cargo space, and its keyword is fear. Silly. Yeah. It's okay. It's overpriced as, like, a pure firepower ship is what I see it as. Yeah. It'd be be pretty solid with no fear at, like, nine points, maybe. Fearless. Yeah, fearless, exactly. Oh, that'd be an interesting ability that they forgot to add, immune to fear. Of course, (laughs) that would probably cost, like, eight points. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it'd be some ridiculous thing. See it on a crew for, like, 11, like, counter the blinking 99 with this 11-point crew. Uh, yeah, okay. it's a return to Savature version of uh, of Ralph David. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one is Santos Romanos. Um, two point, or no, not two points. Two master ship, Ooh, 11 impressive. points, two cargo, SS move, 3S, 3S cannons. And it eliminates two masts with one hit, but I don't really like that on small ships because they're so fragile. It reminds me of like a long ship, but it's just not that good. I'd much rather yeah. get um, something... Like the Monte Cristo, the next ship, uh, better firepower, uh, in my opinion, same cost, better durability. So, I would like to mention, though, you're not entirely wrong about it being two points, uh, if you read it as being Roman numerals. Oh, okay. um, 
<laughs> but um, uh, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for these types of ships because I like the idea of a very small package housing a lot of firepower. And in my mind, maybe a uh, world hater captain plus a musketeer is an okay setup. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as you were saying with El Monte Cristo, which is 11 points, 3 masts, uh, 2L, 2L, 2S, L move, 2 cargo space, and uh, world hater, that's another surprisingly um, surprisingly punchy, cheap uh, support gunship. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the older ships in my collection. I have a bad history of these falling apart. I have a bunch of duplicates, and they all, like, broke. It's like, I don't know, it's like mm. a really fragile ship, just... For anybody who's about to build it that's listening. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just pure firepower. Kind of like the Guy Fox, the English got. Um, super good firepower. And absolutely nothing else. So basic, but good. Um, the next one, El Cervantes. Uh, Three-masted schooner, 11 points, 5 cargo, El Move. 4S, 4L, 4S cannons. Has schooner keyword and then S exploring. So if you're within S of an island, you can mark the island explored without docking at it. And then it becomes unexplored in regards to all other players. Um, this one I just see as kind of a boring gold runner that could use the XS Explorer once in a while, send her out to like the faraway islands with a helmsman, but she's not really fast enough to take advantage of the ability. So, not a great ship. Yeah, and the problem is if you do use her linked crew, which is kind of an okay pairing, you end up with the problem that you can't put a helmsman aboard because exactly. you've got one point left. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She's just kind of bleh, forgettable. Um, El Martillo de Dios is a two-point, or not two-point, I've just done it, only this time it's actually eight points. Uh, Two-masted ship, 4S, 4S, SL move, three cargo space, and plus one against sh uh, ships previously shot at that turn. It's a good-looking ship, but it's also a terrible ship. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's good as like an empty gold runner, but nothing else. I don't see any reason to put any crew aboard, so they still have better options like La Monarca, but if you're short on Spanish gold running options, just send it out empty and it's not going to be too bad, so. Yeah. Uh, the next one, El Pulpo, two masts, ten points, um, three cargo, El Move, two S, three S cannons, uh, and then it's got a boring bonus, plus two against the monsters, kind of like the see him, um, just not very good at all, so I don't like this one. Reminds me of the yeah. straw. It reminds me of the straw man too. A little better, but not very good. Yeah, that's really all there is to it. It's not especially well armed. It's kind of expensive and has a bad ability. Yeah, and it looks bad too. Yeah. Um, I'll jump onto El Raton next, which is one of the cheapest ships in the game. Uh, this is a two-point ship. It's a one-masted <laughs> sloop with a five-l gun. Um, only exactly. one cargo space. SS move. This ship cannot carry crew. <laughs> it's actually uh, two points. This is like our albatross. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. Uh, but um, okay. I I would like to say I can see this ship being a sort of okay empty gold runner, provided you have Saboteur's Master Bianco in play, because that would give this two cargo spaces. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and also, ah, it's not a great idea. But if you're really running low on points and you need firepower, you could do a flotilla. You could do Diablo with Raton for just nine. Uh, it's not a great combo, but it's like one of the cheapest flotilla tugs you could you could actually use. Uh, yeah. At a reasonable and, and, speed. It's not quick, but it's... 
Yeah, it's an okay that. speed, and it's pretty good firepower for the cost. Yeah, yeah, overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, the Inquisitor. Um, kind of a dramatic Spanish crew. He has Black Mark. <laughs> and then the Massacre ability, like White Crew. So if you want a boarding party, you kill all the crew on the enemy ship. Uh, it links to a bunch of the ships. Um, probably the best one is the Cristal del Obispo, the Five Master. Um, we both agree that this ability should have been five points or so, or you think less, but it should have been cheaper either way. Seven is too much. So. Mm-hmm. Um, although this one does have black mark, whereas the white crew didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a slightly better crew by virtue of having that as an option, but... Yeah. Yeah, the crew could get some Spanish ships, I guess. Like the Corazado, I guess. Oh, wait. That's an idea. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> Strange. El Corsado Corazado or, or something. Or the, the San Cristobal. Mm. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. It'd be very interesting. Um, Don Osvaldo Guillen, I think. Yeah. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, so. Captain with S-board. Eh. And as you pointed out, his link is absolutely terrible because that ship already has S-board. Yeah, so the link is bad. Um, yeah. yeah uh, there were a bunch of Captain S-boarders. Um, it's all right. I don't. I just don't emphasize S-board. It's nice to have, but I don't really go out of my way to use it unless I'm using mm-hmm. a Ten Master with like Captain Nemo aboard or, or maybe a Switchblade, something like that. Um, yeah. The next one the is... Um, Professor Severus Snape, um, (laughs) um, French crew, black mark keyword, and then the reroll ability, which is nice um, overall. It's a little nicer built into a ship, or maybe he links to, oh my god, I just realized he links to a reroller, Godiva. So, yeah, and this is another weird flavor. There's a lot of weird flavor text in this uh, set, which makes sense because it's when the curse were introduced. Um, He talks about how he's going to deliver Lady Godiva to the voodoo king um so um but yeah overall um it's another instance where black mark allows the curse to use some french ships but yeah reroll is good ability so it's also you you could say that this is a way for uh for the curse to get a reroll yeah maybe. oh yes exactly yeah Great yeah. Point. Um, yep. yeah this is uh one of the other crew where i have managed to um compile basically the story of him and all the uh, characters relevant to him, but in the interest of time um, I, uh, I'll say go check out the wiki um, Alright, so next up no, not the Firepaw Specialist uh, Le Charlemagne, which is what I called my dog Charlie for some time uh, It's a 5 master ship for 15 points um, uh, 5 cargo space, SS move, 2S, 2S 3S, 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 so it's not awesome armament and it gets a pretty mediocre ability, which is, you know, boarding roll bonus and then plus two against sea monsters. Uh, the French have better. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. It's, um, but it's, it's pretty decent. Um, it's okay as a hybrid. The armament is yeah. decent. Um, it's just yet another good French five master. They don't have a lot of standouts in that category, which is fine. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, the next ship is much more interesting, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, La Course is four masts, 17 points, four cargo, L move, 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S cannons, and then the ability of um, El Corazado, two hits from the same shoot action are required to eliminate one of the ship's masts. So kind of like their 
version of the Corazado, cheaper and smaller, and not as offensive, but uh, still a good ship. Um, very good, especially in the larger games when you can really beef her up with crew and protect her adequately. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool, though I do wish uh, the French had a better crew selection. We did talk about this recently. They do have some really good stuff, yeah. but they also kind of lack anything unique. I think I've heard somebody describe them as kind of the least interesting faction. Um, yeah, I think she's a pretty good ship, let down by the fact that she would be better if she had more interesting crew options. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're decent. Um, they have a, just enough to be quite competitive. Um, I'd put like World Hater, Gentile de la Barbanai, or mm-hmm. uh, maybe a Sat Captain or SAT or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, up next is, I'm sure your favorite ship in the set, Le Bonaparte, which is, uh, I guess we can simplify it by saying this is a four-masted schooner, 16 points, all rank three guns, average cargo space, SL move, and it is one of only two four-masted ships in the game that has the ability that they can't be shot at by ships with an S of them. Yeah, it's just silly. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a game-breaker. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. On one hand, I wish it was only on ships like two master less, but even then, mm-hmm. it's so it just delays the game to try to measure out the move actions and stuff, and try to keep track of it, like whether or not you're in range without range guns and stuff. It just it's just such a headache that I think they probably would have been better off with not doing this ability in the first place. So, oh well. mm-hmm. um, the next one, uh, I'm not gonna pronounce it. Um, three mast, ten cargo, four spaces. I'll move all the Wait, Did you say four. 10 cargo? Oh, four yeah. Cargo. Oh, 10 points, 4 cargo. Uh, that would be... The French Batuan. Uh, 4 cargo. All three guns are 4Ls. And then it has SAT built in, which is really nice. And then mm-hmm. it has a link to Godiva, who is a re-roller. So it's a nice link. Um, yeah. I think this is one of the most underrated French ships in the game. Maybe not overall, but in terms of French ships... Um, kind of a hybrid or just a potentially a very fast gold runner with a helmsman and SAT with reroll. And oh, even man. with just reroll, you have uh, a 55% chance of an extra action ish. Yeah. So I guess you could say, you know, reasonably often you'll be moving LL and that's not all that bad. All things considered. Yeah. yeah. Although you I mean, use you your do, limit keyword. Yeah. You could do helmsman, and then the reroll is free in this case. So you have, uh, for 12 points, you have a ship um, with three spaces open, moving LSLS rather often. So mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, if you wanted, I'm sure it might be of some value to have a, uh, a sort of proximity explorer. Mm-hmm. But but I, that's, of course, of questionable value. Yeah. Um, next is Le Republican, which is actually a a pretty solid ship uh, because seven points gets you a two-masted blockade runner with a pair of two S guns, SS move, two cargo, and ramming cannot eliminate the ship's mast, which is more useful the smaller the ship gets. And this is almost as small as it gets. So it's a pretty decent, uh, definitely fitting defensive ability on a well-armed ship that's just kind of an excellent little support gunship. 
Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you summed it up well. This is one of my favorite French um, blockade runners, I guess. They got a mm-hmm. decent amount of good ones. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good speed and guns for the cost and a good ability. Um, mm-hmm. The next one, La Versailles. 12 points, 2 cargo, <laughs> uh, 2L, 2L cannons. And then the ship's cannons may not be eliminated unless she sinks. Uh, if Derek, she cannot shoot. Here I would recommend Captain Helmsman Oarsman then the oarsman will allow you to shoot when derelict, which is always fun. So it's not good. Yeah. It's not good for the price, but it's all right. Mm-hmm. And it's a neat way to get access to the ability if you're going to copy it. Yeah. Um, Le Richelieu, which I don't remember which it links to. Oh, Jean de Sailly, the creepy looking, uh, creepy looking guy. Uh, so <laughs> 10 points gets you a three masted ship. That's three S three L three S L move for cargo and then faction ability. <laughs> this is not really all that strong in this set. It just isn't. Yeah. It reminds me of the French version of HMS Mayfair, but a little bit better. Um, yeah. So, but still not very good. So. It's mm-hmm. very meh overall. So. Yeah. Uh, the next one, like Duke Dittingen. Uh, I said, I got a shot here? there. What is it? Uh, I, uh, I'm i guessing all heen. Okay, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I'm getting that wrong. Yeah, three-masted schooner, 14 points, three cargo, SL move. All the cannons are 3L, then it has reverse captain. So this one's not too bad. It's very pricey for a three-masted gunship option. But the speed and the cannons are reverse captain give you a decent package. A um, little underwhelming, but it is it is quick, which is probably the best asset here. This reminds me of Gold Eagle from uh, Rise of the Fiends, only it's a little bit cheaper and faster than that ship. Yeah. Um, overall, better, but, you know, Gold Eagle's not amazing, and likewise, this ship isn't either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, boy. this Wait, is this the longest name in the game? Maybe. Maybe by, like, letters per word. I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, this is La Toussaint, or Toussaint? Okay, La Toussaint, L'Overture, which is a seven-point ship, uh, two masts, which are 3S, 3L, L move, three cargo space. When the ship carries no cargo, she gets plus S to her base move. I think this qualifies as what you'd call an empty gold runner, but I would rather use Le Intrepide. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with both of those things. Yep. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this one. It's not as obvious an empty gold runner as the other ship's disability because the cannons are actually decent. Um, so you could do like a little support gunship, but uh, it's not. It, it lacks a good role. It's not a very good ship. I would uh, much rather use for the same cost Le Republican as a support gunship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the next. One, we spend more time talking about the name than its ability. <laughs> the next one is Le Rochefort. Um, this one's a one-masted sloop, five points, three cargo, L move, three L cannons. And then once per turn, this ship may look at any one face down cargo on any ship, which is a nice ability. Um, uh, I like this one for the deal. I don't really know what crew I would put on. Maybe just a Helmsman or nothing. Um, but three cargo spaces for five points and a decent ability and a reasonable cannon. I think it's a solid package, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit scattered, but you can't ask for much more than this for five points anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, Mademoiselle Godiva is a um, 
we were talking about her earlier, she's a zero-point re-roller, and she's linked to both um, another re-roller, for some reason, and uh, La Iroaka, which we already covered. Um, so uh, should I just move on to Blackwatch? Yeah, I think this might be Lily Potter, if you think about it. Uh, yeah, actually, she, she looks just like Lily Potter. <laughs> Wait, uh, only not, like, red-headed. Yeah, not quite. <laughs> Thematically. Oh, man. Oh, no. You know, it's only a matter of time until somebody does a Pirates of Hogwarts set. Oh, my God. Oh, we shouldn't have given the idea. Oh, well. Too late. <laughs> El Cazador, please, please, no. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, the super so, rare is going to be the monster that lives in the lake. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, anyway. Um, New treasure, next. Fluffy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm going to make this set now. I'm going to just as a, just to have fun. Yeah, just as a joke. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, custom ships will be busy, but that's good. Um, so now we're into the Americans. Um, the Black Watch is one of the best pure firepower deals ever. Um, 16 points gets you a five master with four cargo L move. The cannons are 2L, 2L, 3L, 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 but then it has a world hater. So they're essentially 1L, 1L, 2L, 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 which is wicked good. Um, mm-hmm. Especially for the cost. Yeah, very powerful. Um, I like to put Captain Helmsman at a minimum, of course. Um, this is a good ship to use with equipment, the L range, and then accurate cannons like fire shot, exploding shot. Um, mm-hmm. But you could also put some American-named crew aboard to make it even more devastating. So. Yeah, like you could just put on one of their Eternal crew and give yep. your opponents an incredible headache. Yep. Yeah, you could just do like Ralph David and an oarsman to guarantee yourself um, that the ship won't be captured, which is always kind of a concern with uh, ships that you hope to use Eternal on. Yeah. I also love the artwork too. I think it's really awesome and mean looking in a good way. Yeah, cool. it's it's kind of unique because, yeah. as far as I know, all American ships prior to this set were all sort of light colors, and then yeah. along comes Black Watch, which has all the star motifs but is black. Yeah, the black sails is like piratey almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's this is one of their best ships. Um, kind of hard to argue. Yep. Um, after that, Pickwad, which is, I'm pretty sure, a reference to um, yeah. to Moby Dick. Yep. But um, not a terrible ship in its own right, but uh, 14 points, so 4 master, 2S, 3S, 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 5 cargo L move. And then, unfortunately, it gets boarding roll bonuses against ships and sea monsters, which is just bad. Yeah. Yeah. This one's okay. Um, I had a friend that liked this one. Um, he used it pretty effectively. Liked the book, you mean? What? Liked the book, you mean? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Not in this case. Um, but um, it's decent. Um, I, I do like the cargo on that 2S cannon at the front. This is a ship I feel like would be good with like specialists and equipment. Um, put a firepower yeah. on that 2S cannon. you got plenty of cargo to go kind of crazy with um, you know, extra weaponry like a mu- like firepot musketeer, or Captain Helmson, Orsman, or something. But yeah, um, the next one is Paul Revere. I absolutely love this one. It's one of my favorite American ships. Um, I fell in love with her during Economy Edition um, when she performed quite well for the Americans. Um, it's a four-masted schooner, fifteen points, three cargo, SL move. Cannons are three S, two S, two S, three S. 
and then along with the schooner keyword it has s board which i don't love but built into a ship it's kind of neat to have um it's definitely not a gold runner at all or a hybrid but it's just a pure gunship um, the speed is the best asset, but the cannons and S-board come in pretty handy as well. And I love the artwork, so it's a really nice ship overall. Don't forget the link, which is to uh, Chief Petty Officer Charles yeah. Richard, who's a world hater. A linked yeah, world a hater is not bad. I don't think I've used that link, but it is a good one. Yep. And then there's mm -hmm. actually the OE version, I think, would count. Um, and he's captain with plus one to board, so then you could go really crazy with boarding with him. Oh, well. yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty good link overall. I think those are pretty good. I might have to look into that later because, yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, after that is Mohican, which is one I think is overlooked by most people, but I've used in a home island raiding fleet. Um, okay. um, Mohican is 11 points, um, L move, 2S, 2L, 2S for cargo, and then crew of any nationality may use their abilities on this ship. Now, what I did with this is I put Grim the Savage from... Um, uh, from Frozen North on this ship because that's a home island raider that can take as much as the ship can carry. Yeah. Uh, I think I combined that maybe with a cargo master on another ship and then a helmsman yep. and then Frontier. So I was basically able to take nine cargo from an enemy home island in a matter of three turns nice. and then run away with it. Not yeah. super fast, but... Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I see it... Um, that's a good usage... I haven't really used the ability too much. I see it mostly as mm -hmm. a pretty good firepower deal, uh, mostly as a gunship with maybe extra cargo for a firepower specialist or for maybe some coins. Um, but it's a very good ship. I think it's one of the more underrated American ships and one uh, people should look into more. It's, it's quite good. Um, I agree I with you. Um, I, I would like to add that because this ship already has a... It's basically like a competitive uh three-masted hybrid, mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that you'd need to really pay a lot of attention to is her kind of subpar move speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she needs yeah. her pumps. Yeah, I think um, very highly of that ability. Anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the Dark Fox is next. This one's not so good. Uh, this one's also 11 points, but it's two masts, one cargo, SSS move. The cannons are 5L, 5L, and it has fear. So it's terrible. Um I guess Flotilla Tug, um, that's about it. Nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, are, if there are any American cancelers or anything like that, yes. it could almost be paired with Minuteman and then kind of used to do some weird debuff stuff. Yeah. Um, it may be a place to put Jerky Johnson if you felt like using it as a, uh, yeah. as a, as a shepherd. That makes sense. But yeah, aside from that, I've never used this ship, and I'm not sure I can think of any other uses for it. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Mm. Um, here's another instance of Saratoga. I don't know how many uh, versions of Saratoga there are, and they have they have varying number of uh, numbers of masts too, which is kind of funny. But this yeah. one is ten points, all four L guns uh, on three masts. Four cargo, L move. If she's a captain, she gets plus one to her cannon rolls. If she had three L guns, she'd probably be okay or passable, but as is, she's just not very good. Yeah, I think it's okay as a hybrid, but when you can get the Mohican for one more point, uh, there's not, yeah. a, not a lot of reason to use her. So, you know. Yeah. And uh, both, I would say the other two versions of Saratoga are both better. So. 
Agreed. Um, the next one is Swamp Fox. This one's not very good, but I have a soft spot because it was one of my first American ships and one of my first schooners. Or well, not really first schooner, but but I, I like this one. Um, three uh, three masts, twelve points, two cargo, SS move. Cans are three S, three L, three S. Schooner broadsides attack. Um, a silly link to George Washington LeBeau, who's a L mover. Um, I would just do Captain Helmsman and then just try to get lucky with broadsides. So it's not very good, but it's kind of fun once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's like there's a lot of stuff that you could, I mean, like we were saying, you could get Mohican for one point less, and Mohican would actually be better at delivering broadsides attack because <laughs> has, because Mohican has lower uh, rank guns. Yeah. Alright, um, Brandywine is the next ship, and Brandywine is, I struggle to find the purpose for, maybe, yeah. um, an okay empty gold runner if you have the American Cargo Master in play, but if not, uh, it's just like a, like a support scout gunship, sort of, I don't know. Yeah, very, very nice artwork though, which is kind of a, makes it a shame that they wasted it on such a bad ship. Yeah, yeah, the speed, yeah, I wouldn't say it's too bad. It could really use more cargo, though. Um, the ability speed and guns aren't too bad, but overall it's a little underwhelming. Huh. Yeah, if it had four, it would be a seriously competitive choice for an empty yeah. gold runner. Yeah. Um, the Hessian is next. Um, the Americans get a sloop with canceling, which is important. Uh, once per turn, one crew or ship with an L S, sorry, S of the ship cannot use its ability that turn. Um, nine points, four cargo, L move, two S cannon. I love this one. I think it's incredibly underrated. Um, I usually would do some kind of support canceler. I play a lot of huge games where cancelers are very important. Um, so this ship would factor into a squadron with that. Um, in most games, though, you could maybe have like a defensive gold runner. Then you'd have with a helmsman. 11 points for three cargo, LS move, a good cannon, and then you can cancel anything that comes close. So it's a pretty good ship overall. Yeah. Um, do cancelers work? Um, are you able to activate the ability when um, when it's not your turn? Yeah. Yeah, like when a captain comes into range, yep. Oh, interesting. So somebody go, oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna blast you out of the water, and then you go, you've yep. activated my trap card. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I wonder if I have that ship, because that would be a fun one to use. Yeah. Um, I'll skip on to Jonas Richmond, who looks, is he Amish or Puritan? Oh, I don't <laughs> suppose it matters. He's five points. He's a five-point captain with a faction-specific ability, and that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's not. There's not much point. Four points. He could be kind of niche against like people who use the cursed a lot, maybe. Um, yeah, if if you had um, uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? If you like Harry? used trap unique treasures like um, gem oh. of Hades and red flag. Oh, I see what you mean. I, I'm gonna build a fleet like that at some point, yeah. but it may be some time before it's uploaded. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah good point. Yeah. He's a very forgotten about American crew. Like nobody, I feel like nobody knows he exists. Um, anyway, okay, so now we're done with the main um, ships and crew of the set. We're under the UTs, unique treasure. Livestock is the first one. Load this treasure face down. You may reveal it after the ship is ran by a sea monster, but before any boarding roll is made. When revealed, move the boarding sea monster to the nearest island. Remove livestock from the game. 
Uh, it's just awful. Uh, Wolf wrote a review about it. You could check out uh, for more information, but it's just a terrible UT. So I'll be right back, by the way. So you can just keep going, too. Uh, All right. Yeah, as Ben said, livestock is really bad, um, not only because it's niche, even assuming that there are sea monsters in play, but, you know, that kind of relies on sea monsters to be in play, which they usually aren't because they're kind of not good. Um, Martyr's Amulet, all can- <laughs> we were talking about niche abilities. All cannon rolls made by cursed ships against this ship are reduced by one. Um, yeah, this is another one where you kind of have to rely on there being uh, either certain... Uh, it's a faction ability in Unique Treasure form, and that's its problem. Um, so I'm going to skip up from that onto Monkey's Paw. Uh, once per turn, when an enemy ship is given a shoot action to shoot at this ship, her controller chooses one of her cannons within range. That cannon automatically hits. Um, they did something on the inverse of this in uh, Mysterious Islands. This is kind of an interesting, unique treasure, but also because it's situational, it's not going to be used all that often by anyone. Um, if you want kind of a nasty negative ability, you're more likely to go with wolves or missionary. Um, there's a heck of a lot of kind of much nastier stuff to inflict upon people, even like albatross or Pandora's box. I basically can't really see a use for monkey's paw. Yeah. It's um, okay. I actually used it in CG one campaign game one on vessel. You can actually use this with carbon Charlie to turn it into a cannon. Which is really weird. Um, oh, that's wait, what? You what? <laughs> <laughs> it just says treasure. It doesn't say treasure with a gold value. So you can put that's negative true. keys that are still on the ship and put them. I don't know. You can turn the monkey's paw into a metal cannon, I guess. So yeah, that is interesting. Although I also kind of uh, how much value is there in putting in a weird situational UT that just to turn it into a gun no it wasn't on purpose it was i think xerix put it into the mix and then oh it just kind of it happened yeah exactly and then my english found a bunch of them i think i did it with something else too i can't remember what and then uh i had carbon charlie on the dreadnought or whatever to make a ton of cannons and i was like well i can do this with the ut so that's it's a good way to eliminate it because some of them say they can't be unloaded but then if you eliminate it, that's not unloading it. And then you get rid of it. So it's kind of a nice counter, I guess. Interesting. Very, very niche, but still kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Martyr's Amulet, I don't think I've used in it. It's, I said it was a faction ability in unique treasure form. And that yeah, for yeah, that reason, not, it was garbage. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not very interesting. But, so, yeah. Um, but uh, next up is Witch's Brew, which I read and I went, this is something I wish I'd put into my Foghopper fleet. Well, you still could edit it, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. because... Um, it takes a whole action, which is makes it a little bit tough. Oh, yeah, to instead of... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not so good then. <laughs> Although, I mean, there's probably a situation where it would be useful. Yeah. Um, does it take up any space, though? Nah, because it's face up, so nope. nope. Okay. Yeah. yeah, then I guess it would be... Um, it would probably be useful in some situations, but most of the time I'd rather have a sea hag with a captain and a smoke pot specialist. Yeah. Just drop one as it moves. Yep. 
Because um, that way you can move and you don't waste the turn. Yeah, exactly. It's funny, Witch's Brew is one I've had for a long time. I used it a bunch in my games from 2011, 2012, which feels like a long time ago to me. Um, I haven't used it the past few years, so I might try to use it more often. It's kind of a weird tea that's like gone out of style in my collection or something. But um, anyway, I've had a few good times with it, but it's not actually super great. Um, the next mm -hmm. one is pretty interesting. This one I, I used a bunch of Yeah, Maps of Hades says... Uh, once per turn, before the ship is given an action, roll a d6, and a result of 5 or 6, the opponent to your right may give the ship a move action. If he or she does, the ship may not be given another action that turn. So if you get... So it's oh, a I negative, misread that. Yeah, it's a negative UT, and then if you get unlucky, your opponent to the right can move your ship instead of you. So this is part of my mind control fleet, which is based on like controlling enemy ships and stuff. But overall, it's a pretty cool thematic UT um, that can wreak pretty good havoc overall yeah i mean i'm kind of glad that somebody's looked into that that form of uh of gimmicky fleet because i think you said it's turned out to be pretty effective which is kind of nice to hear because there are a lot of gimmicky fleets that don't work at all yeah 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 i'm gonna make that gimmicks for the wind threat at some point but i haven't started it yet so. Yeah, I'll once you do, I'll have to see what I can add. I know a lot of my fleets go a little bit afoul of the rules, especially when I try to use gimmicks and other stuff. But, but, um, but anyway, um, holy water is uh, no enemy ability can affect the ship or her crew. So it's like an anti-canceller, and it's probably pretty effective in big games. I'm guessing, provided that it's found by a ship that can use it to good effect. Kind of, yeah. I haven't used it a ton. It's like Davy Jones' heart from the Caribbean set. I will say, um, these are incredibly confusing, these two UTs. Um, Wolf kind of outlined, I think, for the first time, basically, some of the errata around them. It's very, I don't know, it's pretty confusing what is affected by this and what is not. Um, I kind of just stay away from it because it's, it's kind of weird. I don't really, I don't know. There's a lot of gray area, and it, 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 it leads to a lot of rules, questions, and stuff. So, I think they either should have worded it differently, or maybe done something else with it. It's kind of weird and confusing. So, um, mm -hmm. it can still be pretty good defensively, but uh, it's kind of just a headache in my opinion. Um, the next one, sunken treasure. Ah, this one I don't find very good. When revealed, roll two d6. The total is how much gold Sunken Treasure is worth. At the beginning of each turn, reduce that value by one until Sunken Treasure is either reduced to zero gold or is unloaded at your home island. Sunken Treasure takes up two cargo spaces. So, ah, just haven't used this one a lot. I don't really want to. Um, it's not loaded face down, so you have to take it um, if you find it, which can be pretty debilitating because it takes up two spaces. Um, and you're totally relying on the luck. I mean... You know, immediately you think, ooh, I could get 12 gold, but realistically you're going to get, like, a roll of, like, 3 and 2 for 5, and it's going to go down. So you're mm -hmm. much better off taking two regular coins most of the time. So I don't really see this as a positive UT. I almost see it as, like, a negative. I, I don't want to use this, like... Um... Yeah, it's probably mostly negative, but what if you could use it with Runes of Thor and Nemo's plans somehow? Uh, of course, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. making too many assumptions, because you'd need yeah. to find both of those before you find this. Yeah. And you'd need to find both of them. 
Yeah, yeah. So, That'd be like one in a hundred chance, probably. Yeah. Probably lower than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could use a re-roller, I guess, to re-roll one of the dice, but it's still not worth it, in my opinion. So. Yeah, you're probably in a situation where it's... Uh, it's probably a neat novelty for new players. Yeah, yeah. It's intriguing um, when you see it, but then once you use it, it's it's pretty debilitating. Disappointing. Yeah, it's it's like when you find it, it's like ooh, and then ooh, and then ooh, you're like, oh gold. crap, this oh, is actually no, three. <laughs> yeah, I know this is a bad. This is not good. I don't want to find this anymore. So yeah, oh, well. yeah, I might I might have to use that if it's in my collection then. Yeah. Anyway, um, Eye of Insanity, I'd actually like to talk about quite a lot. I mentioned this earlier, but I put it off until now. At the beginning of each of your turns, choose a target crew on this ship. Then choose a cursed crew in play. The target can use the cursed crew's ability that turn instead of its own. You may make a different choice each turn. This is incredibly powerful to me because you can use it to copy Davy Jones's copier ability. Yep, exactly. Um, so by proxy... You can use this to copy any ability in the game, provided Davy Jones is in play. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. One way I like to use it is um, the other version of Davy Jones, too, because you can have two all-powerful in your same fleet, which is mm -hmm. part of the idea behind my mind control fleet, because I have, yeah. I think it's the Rover, which is like a two-point pirate ship with like a shipwright or something. And then if, it, if the idea is to get this on the Rover... And you basically have all-powerful on the rover to try to roll sixes to control the enemy fleet with two all-powerfuls. Um, and you could also use it to get, like, two copiers in your fleet. So, yeah, I have Insanity is incredibly good. It's wicked. It's really cool. It doesn't really... It can be OP in a way, but, like, to find it and then utilize it effectively takes a lot of effort. So I think it's mm -hmm. I think it's a really great UT they added. It's really fun and cool. So. Um, the next one, Chris Conch. Oh, these are ironic. They're next to each other, because these are the two I combined and Command the Ocean form the eye. Um, mm -hmm. But Curse Conch says, instead of giving the ship an action on your turn, you may give a sea monster an action, even if it is not part of your fleet. So this one is really great um, when you're playing with sea monsters, um, especially if your opponent was using you to find it uh, before they do. That would probably annoy them a lot. Um, this one... Um, one of the iconic stories of my early playing days was this was um, a key pivotal game piece in um, a 2011 cumulative game I played, pretty much the first like campaign game, huge game I played, because I didn't have any sea monsters, so I just gave it basically, um, it just said you may give a ship an action as like a house rule, kind of like Davy Jones getting a six, but it was like guaranteed. So, mm -hmm. so it was like super powerful and like almost every faction in the game, like fought, um, fought for it and stuff. And it, this UT alone, like triggered like this chaos, like end game. It was amazing. So I love that game so much. Uh, it's one of my favorite battle reports, but, but even with just sea monsters, like it says in the text, um, it's still a pretty cool UT and it can be powerful depending on what your opponent brings to the table. And then, are you there or no? I think you got cut off again. Okay, so we're back. I, I kind of hoped that that line made it in. <laughs> we had, oh, no, I don't think so. Um, okay. It seems, so we're making jokes about how we seem to be cursed tonight, because uh, 
were uh, encountering a lot of technical difficulties after trashing mm-hmm. the curse in their ships and sea monsters. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, and it's and it's, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> you said it all, and I might have had something to say, but I've forgotten it. So, uh, yeah, Cursed Conch is, as you were saying, it has a potential to be crazy effective if you make that house rule with it, yeah. but. I'm not sure I'd use this if it, if I were using, say, a sea monster fleet, even if it was, you know, one built around giving my own monsters extra actions because of the potential of an opponent finding it and turning it yeah. on me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of uh, deploying UTs that don't have, that you know, that have a strong chance of affecting me negatively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then probably the most important UT out there for sea monster enthusiasts, Chariot of the Gods, place this treasure on the nearest sea monster. It may now be assigned one crew per the transfer rules, which has a lot of really interesting potential, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, this um, one, I haven't, I've hardly used it at all, I don't think at all. Um, I don't remember if I have it in my physical collection yet. And the Vassal module doesn't have sea creatures yet, so... But yeah, it has a lot of potential, so I just haven't used it. Yeah, actually, wait, that reminds me. Um, Something I'm not sure I've asked, I might have, but if Chariot of the Gods is in play, and somebody finds Pandora's box, doesn't matter who, are you allowed... To bring in a cop is somebody who didn't yeah. play Chariot of the Gods allowed to bring in another copy into play and basically put it on a sea monster immediately. Yeah, that sounds right to me because Pandora's box you can bring in pretty much anything. So yeah, yeah, I'll check the code real quick, but yeah, that's basically legal. Yeah, uh, and likewise, I'd also want to know if you can f- if it does say in the code if somebody who played the original copy of Chariot of the Gods can bring in a new one. Um, that one I'm not so sure about. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, a UT chosen for this ability, Pandora's Box, may duplicate one that is already in play Ooh. and or one that has been chosen by a preceding player. The no duplicates rule applies to UTs only when placed in the treasure pool during, during setup. So if you could get Collusion... With other players, you could bring in like four of them in like a multiplayer game or something. Have like but, a sea monster war. I mean, I don't think you could really get collusion with them. So like, I know, I know. I mean, like like teammates and stuff like that, or like mm-hmm. I don't know, like some kind of agreement. But still, um, that would allow you to, in theory, have two crewed sea monsters in a single game on yeah. your own as part of your own fleet. Yeah. Assuming yeah. nobody else is using them, and odds are nobody else is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna have to write that one down too. Um, but let's see. We're gonna have to scroll through all the gen- generic yeah. to get oh, to yeah. the super rares. Yeah. Next, um, Behemoth is the first of the super rares. Um, five segment squid. Um, it's cursed, 19 points, no cargo space, L move, all the tentacles are 2S, all five of them, C monster, limit keyword, and then the copier ability, just like Davy Jones. So this is the second and final um, iteration of the copy ability. Here it's not quite as versatile as on a crew, of course, but still quite good. Um, copying Captain makes Behemoth um, usually the best um, sea creature in the game, or sea monster, I should say. Um, you could also copy a lot of cool things like long ship viewer to get 10 cannons firing at 2S. 
Um, or maybe Namazu's ability. hits twice as hard. Yeah, or Namazu's ability um, Ooh, yeah. to have two of those. That's what I did in Command the Ocean, so it's pretty crazy. Or Fog um, but that's a good one too, actually. Yeah, I've actually used um, used this ship, with or this sea monster, with uh, a setup built around it. Mm-hmm. I had a flotilla and one of those ships that eliminates two masts with one hit, yeah. um, I think. But... Um, but what I did was I copied the extended range keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was that I could either strike from afar or I could uh, or I could hit for basically 10 masts worth of damage. Yeah. But unfortunately, I chose the absolute worst time to attack. Um, there's an enemy using uh, one of my uh, one of my uh, friends was using, I think, Renanoidia. Is that the one the, yeah. the type that eliminates two with one hit? Yep. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I only landed two hits. Yeah. And then he came in and, because I think I'd already taken a hit, knocked out Behemoth. Yeah. Which cool. I uh, I was a bit salty about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, Behemoth, fun fact, is I think the only ship in the game, you know, using the term ship loosely, to have the limit keyword. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I want to say there's a lot of interesting stuff that we haven't quite yet figured out that can be done with this ability. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but at the same time, wait, wait, hmm, um, esporting maybe while submerged. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Um, even though that's of limited value, uh, Mistwalker. Is um, is I think possibly the last unit ever released to get LL base move. But anyway, uh, Mistwalker is a sea serpent, so a four segment sea monster, fourteen points, LL move like I mentioned, two L, three S, three S, two S, and it's a fog hopper. It's also got this really cool skeletal transparent look to it. Yep. I. Yeah. Yeah, I, I integrate this as part of my Foghopper fleet concept. Um, but that's about all I have to say about it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, as far as sea monsters go, it's one of the best because of the speed, um, the guns, so to speak, and the fog hopping ability. It's a nice combo. You can offer a cheap point cost. This this feels like something Whiskers would cost at like 18 points. but Or 21. Yeah, but 14 is quite playable. It's nice. So it's a really good one overall. Not quite as good as Behemoth. Um, or Ophidius. What? Uh, I'd say Ophidius is probably better overall uh, oh, from yeah. Savage Shores, but uh, I guess we'll get to that in another few months. Yeah. Uh, the next one <laughs> is the Super Crew Screaming Mimi. Um, pretty crazy artwork. Um, L Mover, basically. So this was the first of two Super Rare Curse Crew with L Moving. The later being Tabitha McQuarren from uh, Fire and Steel. So I like this crew on um, the Fiddler's Green for reroll, but it's a good ability for the curse to have. It's interesting how it's linked to such a bad ship. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it, it, it's linked to a common ship, but it's a super rare crew. Yeah. That's mm. neat, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, a lot of super rare packs had crew that were linked to the super rare ship. Yeah. But not many. But yeah, not, not this one. That's weird. Yeah. Um, 
the Red Skull is is next. Uh, the Red Skull is a unique treasure from the Super Rare Pack. This ship and any crew aboard her belong to the cursed nation instead of their nation. Um, I guess I'll spill the beans. I do plan on using this plus the gem of Hades uh, with cursed faction bonus mm-hmm. uh, ships and crew at some point to make a sort of padded out um, uh, just just something meant to sort of sabotage enemy gold runners and make them easy prey for for whatever I end up deploying against them. Haven't figured out all the details, but it'll be yeah. a bunch of cursed uh, faction abilities. Yeah. Yeah, it's one I haven't really used much, uh, but it is an interesting concept, definitely. Um, one crazy thing is um, you could house rule it to, like, make them to the cursed player. I know that's way OP and doesn't make sense, but like somebody's playing as the cursed and somebody else gets the red skull, like to like give up your shift to the cursed player. Cause they're like cursed. <laughs> uh, anyway, we commandeer um, your ship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's worse one. than wolves or missionary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is fool's gold. We're into the special edition box ships, four masts, pirate ship, um, 12 points for cargo. I'll move. 3L, 3S, 3S, 3L guns, and then once per turn, can randomly take a treasure from any ship she touches. This one strikes me as kind of like an average or below average hybrid. Not too great. As I think we'll be seeing with basically all the SE box ships ever, because they really, almost all of them are pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah, this is, it's kind of a, uh, it's a standard four master, pretty average with uh, I'd say a subpar ability. I've seen better SE ships. Me too. Yep. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Electric Eel next, which is one point more expensive. Uh, 13 points, three cargo space, SS move, 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S. Um, this ship may dock at an enemy home island load one treasure. It's a home island raider, but it has less cargo space, but it's faster and more expensive. Eh. Yeah. I don't see this one as very interesting. Um, it's it's just not good enough, really. Yeah. Well, so. It just doesn't have any really good attributes. Yeah. If it was cursed, it would stand out a little bit more, but not really. It was the pirates. Yeah. Uh, next one is Boneyard. Uh, the cursed four masts, 14 points, four cargo, L move. Cannons are 4S, 4S, 3S, 4S. Um, and it has fear. Uh, this one is just very disappointing and boring and not good <laughs> yeah it's like it's like even significantly worse than monkey's paw from south china seas yeah i'd yeah, say i think that one i think you underrate that one i think it's pretty solid this one's yeah. terrible though so yeah i i mean that to say that like regardless of uh, yeah monkey's paw is probably a little bit too expensive but it's still an okay ship yeah. this one is way too expensive and just not a good ship yeah exactly yeah. um at least Boneyard is a cool-looking ship, though. Um, Drowned Man is next. It's even more expensive. It has an, a similarly not-so-good ability. It's 16 points, 3 cargo, SS move, 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S, and it's a ghost ship. Uh, no, that's, again, super average, but also way too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for the Cursed, I guess it's a decent four-masted gunship because they don't really have many... I don't have a lot of quantity for four massive square rigged ships, but it's not that good. So, um, yeah. 
The next one, now we're getting to the SE box chips that were more common and the ones that I have. Um, the Black Diamond and Broken Key, the next two, those are my two original Pirate flagships because I didn't pull any Pirate 5 Masters in my first packs from 2005 and 6. But um, the Black Diamond is 14 points for 4 masts, 4 Caro, L Move. Cannons are rank 3. Um, and then if you want a boarding party, you can take all the gold up to like, ships available cargo space. So. Uh, nothing to write home about, really. Just, uh, just like a really average meh hybrid. Yeah, the like we've said, that that ability, while it's better to have as part of a ship, you have to have it on a fast ship, mm. and this is not one. Yeah, yeah, and something that has like preferably at least five spaces. So then you yeah, can still definitely. take three coin, three coins after Captain Huntsman. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the most interesting of all of them is Broken Key, the next one. It's, again, super average in most ways. 13 points, 3 cargo, SS move, and all 3S guns. It has broadsides attack. So, I mean, it's it's interesting by virtue of being the most extreme of all of them, though I wouldn't call it good because there are better broadsides attack for Mastered Ships in this set. Yeah. Griffwalda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this one's not too good. I just like it because the art. I like the artwork a lot. I think it's kind of underrated. It's nice. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's kind of a neat little gimmick on the name and stuff. Um, I would disagree with you a little bit. I think the next two are a little bit more interesting. Um, yeah, HMS, you're right. HMS Richards is English. Four masts, 13 points, four cargo, L move. All three L cannons, but then has world heater. Basically, it has all two L cannons, so this is actually a pretty solid English gunship. Um, nothing like the London or Gallows, but it's it's pretty solid option for them. Yeah, you got me there. That one is uh, it's nothing especially it's nothing special for the English, but that's because the English are so blessed with choices yeah. um, in that point cost as far as four-masted gunships go, and. If you look at it objectively, it's still a really good ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, <laughs> I got one like this earlier. Okay, the art on Nightmare is really good. This is like this cloudy, ghostly, tattered ship. Yeah. Probably one of the best uh, implementations of that aesthetic I've seen. Um, but it's not good. It's yeah. 16 points, uh, cursed ship, four cargo. SS move, 4S, 3L, 3L, 4S, ghost ship, too expensive ability, uh, too poorly armed, too expensive. Yeah, very similar to the Drowned Man, um, but yeah. probably a, a tiny bit worse. Um, at least it's better than the Boneyard, but yeah, the artwork is cool. Another ghost ship for the curse, so. Yeah. Um, next one, now we're into the LEs, limited editions. For Davy Jones' curse, these were quite rare, and they're expensive nowadays. Um and some of them are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, some of them are decent. Um, not quite like South China Seas. That had great LEs, and they're common, so that's a double win. Um, yeah. But the Cursed, number 200 for the Cursed is the Howl. Um, Two-masted blockade runner, 11 points, SS move, 3L cannons, and then it's a fog hopper. so that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as good as the Hangman's Joke, um, but it's it gives them another fog hopping option to increase the strength of those like squadrons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is a f- funny kind of anecdote. I don't know how, um, I, I think I was one of the only customers that bought Pirates from the shop that I got it from. Um, 
But at some point when I was buying Davy Jones curse packs, I must have been given because I was a young kid or something. I must have been given an LE pack like by yeah. the store complimentary because I have Howl and uh, I think one or two of the others yeah. uh, that would have come with it. And uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of boring. But yeah, Howl as as far as ships go, if you're building a fog hopper fleet, she's pretty much elemental. She's still nothing amazing, but I mean, you can do worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, no, there are definitely worse among Davy Jones LEs, but we'll get to those. Yeah. Um, El Pluton is uh, a Spanish. Uh, so the way these are, the way these work is, I think it's uh, going to be six blockade runners, six um, one massive galleys, and then six turtle ships. I think That's I might I have see. the order wrong. That looks like it. Yeah, um, but El Pluton is another blockade runner. Seven points, one cargo space, L move, two four ass guns, and the ability is this ship gets plus L to her base move if she has all her masts. Uh, <laughs> okay, fast, but what do you do with that? I don't know. Uh, there's not much. Yeah. Uh, wait, empty, you... I guess empty gold runner, that's all I can think of, but it's still not very good. So. Oh, well, wait, okay, um... I'm I'm trying to do something here. Um, if you have a cargo master in play, you could put a captain and ex- or no, not captain, uh, a helmsman and explorer aboard, and then use her as a super fast advanced scout. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, or you could do just the helmsman, uh, use the explosives UT, and then just make her a suicide ship. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah. Even then, though, you know, you've only got a 50-50 chance of it working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, um, tough one to use. Uh, the next one is Black Gentleman. Racist. Um, pirate. Uh, yeah. Pirate. <laughs> two Master. 13 points. Three Cargo. L Move. Cannons are 2S, 2S. And then it has Fear and can randomly take a treasure from any ship she touches. This one's not really too bad. It's just wicked expensive for what you get. Mm-hmm. Um I'd put maybe Hammersmith aboard and then have like a little hybrid, but for 18 points, um, not a good deal. I would say this yeah. is one of the least, least famous ships in the game because most of these other LEs I've either seen in like a fleet challenge or at least mentioned somewhere. I would say the Black Gentleman is like one of the least famous ships ever. Like nobody's ever heard of it, basically. So. I would agree with you because I get the impression that I've never actually read this ship's stats before. Yeah, I think I only did like a like two or three years ago, which for me is weird. So, Yeah. Um, next up is Moorhound, which is probably also close to as infamous or, or not infamous, but close to as unknown. But I actually have this. I think I got this one off of eBay or something for cheap at some point. Yeah. I used um, to in a random fleet, I think for the English too. So yeah. yeah interesting. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of the most expensive two-masted ships in the game that's not a long ship. Actually, even among long ships, because this is a 15-point blockade runner. Um, its cargo space is to uh, move as SS, 303S guns. And the reason why it's so crazy ex- expensive is because it has the ghost ship keyword. Yeah. What do you do with this? I don't know. I think I used to, I don't know if, 
it was to satisfy some fleet challenge requirement, or it was like a garbage fleet that you passed to the players yeah. left or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, don't really do anything with it. I think I thought it was a fog hopper at one point, which would be funny, but I think I want to say it's the only English ship with ghost ships, so it does have that going for it, but. That's, that's true. Really, Ghost ship is not an amazing keyword. Yeah, that's not much to write home about. So, oh well. Yeah. Um, next one, a P. Sanglante, um, French, uh, blockade rider, and two mass, seven card or er, seven points, three cargo, L move. Cannons are three S, three L, and it says curse crew can use their abilities on the ship. Eh, I'm not mean, good. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do with that. Maybe an extra L mover for the French, but not much. Uh, yeah, that's like the only use for it I can think of. Uh, that yeah. plus a captain. Yeah, or maybe I don't know. I guess you could do like an L booster for like Booker to Seuss, but that's not a good. Yeah, that's so silly stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, this is it's a really not. It, it's a little bit too expensive for what it is. This should be like a, a six point ship. Yeah. Yeah. Although, if it were a six-point ship, you couldn't fit both a captain and uh, one of those uh, one of those crew on it. So, I guess it's like it's like the one it's like it'll be used maybe twice ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, and then, just like it, right below it, we have Salem, which is basically the American version of that. Um, it has the same ability, Curse Crew May. Uh, but it's eight points, four cargo, SS move, and three S cannons. So I guess it's probably a little bit better overall. Yeah. It's faster because you know usable cargo space. Yeah, I actually weirdly like this one. Um, I don't know, it just stands out to me. I like it. I think it's decent. Um, Wait, I do have an idea for this one. Yeah, what is it? Um, so not that you necessarily would need yeah, actually wait um american cargo master in play so cargo space goes up to five um throw master scribe plus a helmsman aboard yeah that's a good one yeah. then you've got a really fast um a really fast uh gold runner that also is leaving uh you know is leaving trade currents in its wake yeah yeah that's a solid idea um yeah this is one i think has some potential. Um, trying to think of other curse name crew that would be good for it. You could do something really weird, like sack Captain Phantasma, make it a good <laughs> ship. Um, or I kind of like just a basic hybrid, though. It's not a terrible option. So it's a solid yeah. ship. It's not too bad. Kind of underrated, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Now we're getting into the really terrible ones. Um, first is Les, uh, La Desesperanza, a Spanish ghost ship. Uh, it's 14 points for a one meth galley, two cargo spaces, SSS move, 4S cannon. Um, other than expensive flotilla tug, there's nothing to do with this, really. Actually, wait. I wait. I do have one thing, one idea yeah. that might almost redeem this ship. Yeah. Um, uh, what is it? It's So my idea is put Savage Shores, Master Bianco, and... Uh, uh, Rise of the Fiends, uh, uh, Rise of the Fiends, Dominic Freda. Okay. Then you've got a ship that basically can't be rammed, can't be boarded, uh, but moves 3S, uh, ignores terrain, and has four cargo space. So it's a really stupid, expensive ship that can still be disabled yeah. with one shot, but. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, I guess it's not totally irredeemable, but it's still pretty, pretty weak. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kind of amusing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun to come up with like something that you can almost go, yeah, I can see you doing that. Um, <laughs> now actually do it instead of yeah. just like be right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a uh, what an innocuous name for the next ship named Dance. <laughs> It's a cursed <laughs> ship, so you know that name is kind of tongue-in-cheek because uh, it's 10 points for a one-massive galley. has a 2S gun. Um, L move, two cargo space. If this ship succeeds at boarding party, she may eliminate all of the other ship's crew. That's one hell of a dance you're doing there. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I guess you wouldn't call it the safety dance. No. But, uh, I mean, uh, well, I guess you could because you can safely say this ship is never going to win a boarding party because it's a one-masted ship. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Blackgate, is English. Bad too. Um, one master galley, five points, two cargo spaces, SS move, three L cannon, and curse crew can use their abilities on the ship, which is pretty much relevant. Um, this one, there's nothing good about it really, but the point cost makes it reasonably useful, or not useful, but just it's playable, unlike the others. It's still not very good though. Yeah, I mean, you could you could throw um, First Mate Ismail aboard and use it as a sort of empty gold runner, but uh, at eight points, there's much, there's a lot you can do as, in terms of better options. Mm-hmm. Um, after Blackgate is La Discord. Is, well, this is strange. So this is an 11-pointer, uh, 3S gun, L-move, 3 cargo. Uh, and, you know, like the all these we've been talking about, it's a one-masted, uh, one-masted galley. It gets fear and a boarding roll bonus, which is really strange. It, it's not very good, but it's one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like it. It's just terrible for the cost. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem useful at all. Um, I don't know why I would board with it. I don't know what I would be doing in that case. Yeah. <laughs> it's like maybe after you run out of options, you could do it. I don't know. Uh, uh, the next one is funny. Um, Burning Man, <laughs> American ship, one mass galley, 14 points, two cargo, L move, two L cannon. Has the ghost ship keyword, so it's kind of like the Death Esperanza, but it's really way much slower. slower. Yeah. So only one point less. Wait, or is it the same the cost? Same, yeah, same. So you can, oh, wow, I'm glad I have that 2L gun instead yeah. of speed <laughs> on a one masted ship. Yeah, you can make a pretty good case that this is one of the worst American ships in the game, if not the worst. Um, I use this in the garbage. Yeah, I use this in the garbage fleet challenge when you make the worst fleet you can and pass it to the player. Um, so this was like the flagship of that fleet, I think, or something like that. So. Put Commodore Peregrine Stern aboard this. No, that's way too useful. I, <laughs> I gave it like something. I don't know, like well, shot and something else. So, yeah. Well, the reason why I say that is because, you know, you at least, it, it, because it's more sadistic, you get your opponent's hopes up. Oh, yeah. You go, oh, yeah, I've got a captain. I can get extra actions. I've got a boring roll bonus. And then you just ram the ship and disable it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or, wait, well, no, it's a ghost ship, so you might yeah. not be able to do that. Yeah, that challenge was so competitive, though, that, like, um, that would be way too good to, like, use it to, like, an act. Extra action crew, it's like, you can't win the fleet challenge. It's, like, way too good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, like, awful stuff everywhere. Like, couldn't win. <laughs> I really do have to try that with my family then sometime. 
<laughs> All right. Um, let's see. After Burning Man, which I would love to find a use for, but I'd have to really pour through the mechanics affected by Ghost Chip to see what I can uh, manipulate, which is probably nothing. Uh, you get Judas, which is, I think, just like Blackgate above, except it's it's pirate. You get more... I think so. All right. So here's Judas. It's five points. Four uh, S gun. L move. Three cargo space. Curse crewmate. Use their abilities. Blah blah blah. Nobody cares. Um, maybe you could throw a uh, gentleman Joe card or a helmsman aboard and then use it as an empty gold runner, but that still strikes me as kind of a waste of points. Yeah, I'd actually rather just send it out empty with no crew. Save the yeah, points for someone else. Yeah. yeah, still not good though. Um, the next one is the dungeon. <laughs> turtle ships. Yeah. A pirate turtle ship, one mass, 10 points, one cargo. It's fast. SSS move, 3S cannon, turtle ship, and fear. Um, I don't... There's not many uses. I don't know. I mean, maybe, like, protect Calypso at your own home island or something, but mm-hmm. there's not really a good use for this. Maybe a flotilla, but there's still better yeah. options. So, like, the raven mm-hmm. would be way better. So. Yeah, a, a captain or a named captain aboard it. Um, hmm. I, okay, this is probably not as good an idea as I'm playing with, but um, El Phantasma from this set, what do you think? Um, He's cursed, right? So it would have yeah. to be one of the pirate versions. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah never mind. Ugh. Yeah. Scratch that. Um, okay, yeah, probably just a... Uh, Wait, um, wait. One, one I thought of is uh, hmm. what's his name? Uh, Cap, uh, the Captain Jack. It's it's not. It's inspired by Captain Jack Sparrow, but oh, Hawkins. Uh, yes, Hawkins. Uh, um, the Spanish main version of him with the uh, crew elimination. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the captain, meaning you yeah. could just ram and. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, if you wanted, you could also add on. Uh, uh, maybe you could add on Joe Card to either add a helmsman to that or see if there are any other useful abilities you could throw on. Yeah, yeah I'm still grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't combine that with flotilla tug stuff. Yeah. Um, decent, actually. Is it? Kind of, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, is this one my turn to read? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Pandora's box. Um, wait, would you be allowed to use this with the unique yeah, treasure course. in the game? Yeah, because they're they're not even same game pieces. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh God, what if you made a house rule that yeah. when you found that unique treasure, you brought this ship into the game for whoever oh, found it? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Pandora's box is an English turtle ship. I think it's one of like two or three. Yeah. Um. Um, 4S gun, L move, 4 cargo space, 10 points. Uh, if it wins a boarding party, it can take as much treasure as it wants. Uh, can you explain why you think this one's all right? Because it's better than the other ones surrounding it in the set. Usually it's way better. <laughs> um, the 4 cargo is solid for it. I don't know if any other turtle ships have 4 cargo. Um, so I usually put a helmsman. I mean, I've hardly used it. I used it in CG1 just to run gold. Um, because Helmsman, you got LS3 cargo for 12 points. Not a great deal, even for the English. But um, And then you got that ability 
take treasure. You're probably not going to win a boarding party, but um, at least you can choose when to board with Turtle Ship. Um, so, I mean, it's not great, but again, I mean, we've seen so many awful ships come through, and then this one's a little bit, a little bit um, shinier, I guess. Um, and of course, it's English too. Cool name. And then it's one of the few like purple ships in the game. I'm thinking like oh, yeah. the Hudson, and then Prince of Chester or whatever. Um, a couple others. So I think it's I think it's all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of those that I'd like to find a use for, but I'd rather use bilge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, which which I also managed to find cheap on eBay at some point, so sure. I had to. Um, crypt, I think, is yours. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, the crypt is a cursed turtle ship. Uh, one mast, eleven points, two cargo, SS move, two S cannon, and then crew massacre. So win a boarding party, eliminate all the other ships crew. It just continues the theme here. It's like all these like little tiny ships have all these crazy boarding abilities. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and they kept bad. on this theme in Mysterious Islands and Frozen North. They yeah. didn't figure it out that these were really terrible and that they should have printed more of them anyway because we want them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Um, but yeah, the crypt, it's nothing else. I don't know. I, I would never use it. Just that simple. But, yeah. Um, after that comes a sarcophagus, which is another uh, uh, ten points. S move, fear. That's why it's bad. I mean, three cargo and three L gun isn't so bad, but S move and fear for ten points. That's a disaster. <laughs> in yeah, fact, bury me in this ship. I'm ready to die. Yeah, it's bad. Put me in my um, sarcophagus. <laughs> Um, or feed you to the alligators, right? Yeah, actually, yes, because the alligators are, is a much better ship for me to be in. Yeah, absolutely. The alligator is another cursed turtle ship. Um, one mast, nine points, two cargo, L move, four us cannon. This one is a fog hopper, so there's that gimmick. Um, it, mm, you could argue it's the worst fog hopper. The needle from Rise of the Fiends is pretty bad. Um, mm. The alligator... It's probably, I would say it's worse, though. It's pretty, it's not a good ship at all. The fog hopping is nice, but that's it. It really isn't good. I would use it either as a fog hopping gold runner, because it doesn't need to be especially fast. Mm -hmm. um, besides, it would be kind of cooperating with the needle to empty islands anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you could either do that, or you could make it a warship by putting a captain and a musketeer on board. Yeah, I mean the firepower still would be nothing to write home about, but it would be significantly improved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, tarantula, uh, don't bury me in this because I am an arachnophobe. Is eight points, three S gun, S move, three cargo, plus one to boarding rolls. Why? Because <laughs> they're obsessed with boarding bonuses on tiny ships. Too late. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't know. Yeah, the cargo's okay, but that's about it. Nothing else. Yeah. Too bad. So, mm -hmm. oh well. But you get to start on the. Yeah, finally. Um, last ship in the set is the Guichuan, um, second 10 master to be released. Um, Alright, so 10 masts, it's cursed. It's an LE ship. Um, 30 points, 7 cargo, S move. Cannons are, there's two 3Ss, and then there's three 2Ls, and then there's five 3Ss um, going about astern. 
the abilities are ghost ship, junk, and treasure ship. So treasure ship um, means, um, and in this case, it has to start the game with the headhunter board, who's a seven-point crew. Uh, man, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, treasure ship, the ship's crew do not take up cargo space on the ship, but their combined point costs may still not exceed the ship's point costs. And then uh, the ship may move fast after loading or unloading cargo. And then it links to the headhunter, who has fear and headhunter's domain, which is basically admiral ability. So on a six, you can give any ship in your fleet an extra action. And then um, also, if the ship wins a boarding party, you can either take all the treasure you want or kill all their crew. So a boatload of abilities, bare minimum cost of 37 points, but realistically 42 with Captain Helmsman. Uh, this one is pretty crazy. It is the slowest 10 master, so I, I kind of bash on it for that. I think it's almost like overrated a little bit because mm -hmm. all the other 10 masters have pretty easy and cheap ways of improving their firepower. Um, this one does not. It still does have the best average guns overall. Um, and it's a, it's a decent ship, but you really need at least 80 points build total and preferably much higher to really mm -hmm. get Because you wouldn't want it off. to be your only ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In a 45 point game, it'll be, it'll be too slow. So, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as improving the firepower goes, you would need a world hater, but the thing is the curse don't have a, they don't yeah. have a good one. Exactly. So you'd need to use Cavendish or, uh, or what was it? Uh, Tabitha McWarren yep. to go international. But once you do go international, you do have an excellent selection of crew. You can start throwing on board Guichuan, which yep. is where she really does shine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Although you do only have at that point, 20 points to play with. Yeah. Yeah. That's because mm. yeah. Oh wait, no really 18 because you'd need a helmsman. Yeah. Yeah. It gets dicey in a hurry. Yeah. I know it's it's crazy. One thing about the Time Masters I've seen a lot when you make builds for them is how fast the point costs balloon. So you think like, oh, I could put so many crew on the ship, but it, it adds up quick, especially when you get, you know, Davy Jones or Captain Nemo and yeah, that aboard. So yeah, and uh, with this, you do need extra actions, even if you just go for Sat. Yeah. Um, or if you just felt like doing a reroll for. Uh, for Headhunter's Domain, you know, the Fleet Admiral ability. Uh, you're still spending another few points to uh, to get a little bit more speed out of it, and yeah. then you're sacrificing uh, the loss of... Uh, or you're losing uh, the chance to get some more cool abilities. Yeah. 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 I kind of like in a big game, like, the Headhunter can roll for the rest of the fleet, and then maybe Phantasma from OE is like a sack captain on this ship, but... Um, yeah. Then or... And then they don't take up space, and so then they could really go crazy with that. Yeah, or if um, does uh, is it permissible to do that micron thing uh, to speed this up? I yeah. mean, in theory, anyway. Yeah, you could still do that. Yeah, mixed nationality. Yeah. yeah, that would give you a bit more freedom, and you wouldn't have to obsess over extractions. But um, but of course, you know that involves using the whole micron thing, yeah. which is kind of. It's kind of a dirty trick. Yeah. It's like we all know it's good, but we all don't really want to use it. Yeah, like Banshee's Cry. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's worth evaluating in the future whether Baochuan is maybe better than Guichuan because, like we talked so. about, and I think, wait, 
You did the math on this. How high can you pad Baochuan's cargo space? Oh, I think it's 15 or 16. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you can still pick from Pirate Crew via, uh, via Warlord Cavendish. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is the other version of Cavendish who belongs to the Jade. Yeah. Um, and the pirates do have the majority of uh, the game's base abilities and then a lot of really good, unique abilities of their own. So I think there's maybe a case for Baochuan being better than Guichuan. Yeah, I definitely think so. I still think the move matters, too. Ask move yeah, on your Ten Master is pretty debilitating, so it's pretty rough going. <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of a rough experience, actually, using Guichuan, I think, with S-Move. But, um, but yeah, they're both pretty good ships at like, the astronomical point totals. Um, but yeah, um, any other thoughts on the set? I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah, I think we're uh, we're kind of a. I think we've done a pretty good job overall. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. you have anything more to add on your? Oh wait, oh wait. Um, okay, quick trivia. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure everybody's aware this set had I think two production runs. The first of which, uh, oh, and they had two different uh, pack art. Things they both featured yeah. a, a squid kraken kind of thing, yeah. um, attacking a ship. One of them was kind of half out of the water, the other one wasn't. Did you um, say kraken? Yeah, okay, I'm sure it's pronounced kraken because it's got <laughs> I've always said kraken though. Oh my god, laugh at me all you want. No, I'm so it's, wrong. it's from the movie, that's why I'm funny. <laughs> yeah, kraken, kraken, kraken. Uh, whatever um, but yeah they have two different kinds of pack art and the reason is I'm pretty sure the original uh, producer contracted to print the set had some crazy quality control problems and like all the cards came out of the pack scuffed and dirty <laughs> yeah yeah uh, there's actually some old threads on miniature trading talking about what people found in the packs they found like like stones and hair and like all sorts Ooh, of stuff. So, hair? Yeah, some people might have found like gum or something. I don't know. Ooh. I can't remember. So hey, it's not a pack of baseball cards. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. It's really Christ. weird. So I'm glad they cleaned that up. I've been lucky. I've had mostly good cards from DJC, but the ones that aren't, you can tell almost immediately. Yeah. So. I'm fairly certain that all the Ellie's were printed by the original producer too, because I don't think I've ever seen one that wasn't scuffed. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I, don't uh, I have think any of those. that's anecdotal. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, it's so interesting though. Yeah. Right. Just. Uh, oh, in addition to that, at some point I'm going to compile a uh, a thing of every. Uh, my brother won't shut up, and I hope nobody can hear that because he's kind of shouting at Xbox. But. <laughs> Yeah, you guys can definitely hear that. I'm sorry. But um, one of these days, I'm going to compile like a framed uh, collection of every variation on pack art in the game. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I like that. Yeah, I, I might need some help with that, though, because I don't have like good condition old packs of everything or anything, really. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, uh, I keep all my packs, too. So, yeah, I can see how that would work. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and I think we might expand on some of these topics later on, like copying and um, and even Pandora's box and stuff like that. We'll probably yeah. discuss later on. So, yeah. All right. But yeah, this was episode 14 of the podcast, the Davy Jones set review. 
and we thank you for listening.